And we got a Cleveland Moto podcast. And I, in case you guys, we just want to make sure we're going to preface this. I'm going to drop it tonight so it's going to be as close to a live podcast as we can get. I have to call attention to the fact that tonight is a winter weather emergency. Until Monday, the city of Cleveland may get as many as 15 inches of snow. Two inches. Which means we will actually get two inches. It's like when you tell your wife how big your dick is. (laughs) I honestly think that a lot of these things are a marketing ploy by the big uh, retail... Big salt? Yeah, and retail retail stores for all these old people that go and stock up on stuff that they'll never use. Have you noticed all the news, too, they've been done? There's like... Well, according to the European model, we're going to get like six inches. I'm like, wait a second. What's the European model? I don't know. (laughs) What do they know about snowfall? And if you look at the Japanese, you're only getting two. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. The weather man, whatever channel you watch, you talk about the European model, the North American model. What the fuck? Who listens to that shit? This morning, so you're watching watching the news this morning. Who listens to that? And they show the chart. channel three or channel five. Scott's label on channel eight's like, I am going to make very few changes to my forecast because weathermen do not change a forecast. And so within a half hour, the forecast moved like, like, it went from like 12 inches to 2 inches. Like all the <laughs> way down, like, like down. Because, and every time he showed it, it just the model like, right. changed like that. So it's, it's I, I still have that problem sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, might as well throw bones at the floor and, re- and read them. Read tea leaves, whatever the fuck you yeah. want to do. We live in... In an area of the world that gets a very strong lake effect. And all that means for people who don't live here is when the wind goes whipping across Lake Erie. From west to east. From west to east. It picks up all this moisture because the lake isn't frozen yet. And all that moisture gets loaded up in that wind and goes over the land. And when it gets over the land, it all falls out. But buffalo snow. Yeah, I was about to say buffalo is like ten times worse. The buffalo scale. Buffalo's at the end. Yeah, We are the only people in the world... That when somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I live somewhere, you get a lot of snow. And we're like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. And then they're like, well, I live in Buffalo. And you're like, yeah, yeah you win. Yeah. You they know. got 154 <laughs> inches in a week last year, or yeah. like two days or yeah. something like that. It's, it I mean, crazy. we've had that kind of thing where we've had 112, 120 inches in a few, you know, a few yeah. days period of time. Buffalo, though, whatever we're getting, twist the knob to 11, yeah. and that's what Buffalo's getting exactly six hours after we get it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're like... I can't find my car. Call your friends in Buffalo and tell them to put a flag on their car. I can't find yeah. my city. <laughs> I can't find my city. <laughs> it seems uh, to get angry. I just drove. I ended up at Niagara Falls. I missed my city. <laughs> I drove. I was driving in New York yeah. to the, my camp in New York with the Speculator kids. Speculator, New York. Yeah. And we were driving. We got off the turnpike ends, and then you drive through Buffalo, and then the turnpike starts again. Oh yeah, I ninety. So I get off the turnpike, and I don't have, it's, there's no snow on the ground at all. It started snowing when I got off the freeway. Yeah. By the time I got to the toll booth to get on the freeway on the other side of Buffalo, I had to stop my car. I had a foot of snow Jesus. on my hood. Yeah. I couldn't, my wipers would not work because it couldn't push any more snow down. I had to shovel the snow off the hood of my truck. It was my truck. I had to shovel the snow off, and as soon as I got like a, uh, a yeah. half hour out of there, no more then snow. Then nothing. But then on the way back, all it was was a constant train of, of a utility uh, bucket trucks yeah. because that was that weekend where like, every tree and every pole in Buffalo snapped. They all froze and they all snapped. And when you, it was a freezing rain and it, all the trees yeah. broke and all, it was it was horrible for them. And when you go out on ninety toward Buffalo, it gets because there's no lights. It's just like empty road. Yeah. I was going out on a ski trip way back. This is like you know twenty five years ago. 
we're doing like 50 or whatever in the snowstorm, and it gets so dark and so snowy that all of a sudden you see this black mass in front of us, and we start like, what is that? And we start slowing down. It was a semi that had flipped over and slid sideways across the entire highway, but you couldn't see it till you were like 100 feet oh, away from it. Oh, because it's probably white. Yeah, I mean, it's it, was, it literally, yeah. you couldn't see it at all. It's like the whole traffic. So blended just, in. Yeah, it was nuts, man. Yeah, it's, it's, so this is just for our podcast listeners. By the time we get done with this podcast, we may or may not have accumulated a bunch of snow, or it's going to, they said probably tomorrow afternoon is when mm-hmm. we're going to get hit. So, you know, I've got, I've got the snow blowers in the strategic locations where they all need to be. Everything you be right standing home by. Accumulate snow. Yes. <laughs> Where did you ride tonight? My ruckus. You rode your ruckus. <laughs> Goddamn snow advisor. Yeah, you shorts. ride your ruckus. <laughs> in shorts. Well, in shorts. No, she put on his winter shorts. He's got the winter yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my flannel lined Duluth, like, no, fleece lined Duluth yeah, fire hose jeans. Pa- those are the best pants. They are the best too. pants I've ever yeah, owned. I, by I far. Love those. Ever? Yeah. Oh, they're pretty good. Even those. Uh, those special shorts? They are pretty good. They're better than my. They're better than my mormonic. My mormonic magic underwear. Yes. Well, I, can, I can wear shorts because I have a pair of that. Those underwear. Right. <laughs> you haven't been washed. In your mormonic magic, magic underwear allow you to wear shorts even when it's blizzardic outside. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice on our our uh, our podcast tonight, we've got a bit of a different crew. To my immediate left is Oscar. To his left is Renee's not saying anything. Chris Smith is <laughs> Steve Hoffert. Sleepy Cinch. And Pete Hemfling. And your humble narrator, as usual, Phil Waters. So we've got uh, no Johnny Cochran tonight. And what I wanted to call your attention to is he has been definitely keeping the Mm -hmm. world alive on our message forum. But uh, he's had to go down to Florida because his stepfather died. Mm -hmm. So he had to respond down there because his mom is rather old. You know, she's 79 years old. And there's all these issues about the house and, you know, how our bill's going to get paid and taking care of this loss of, you know, a family member when your mom is kind of too old and vulnerable to the wishes of the stepfather's kids, maybe, who are trying mm-hmm. to get stuff. So you got to go down, you got to protect your family, right? Mm-hmm. And this could happen to any one of us at any time. So kind of keep, you know, keep your ideas, keep your wits about you when you have aging relatives because... My mom is of is of that age where at any moment this could happen. It kind of brings this kind of sobering thought about make sure stuff's in order. There was no will, so there's a problem. So be thinking about that, guys. I know I've got I've had a will since I was probably forty years old. And uh if it's it's one of those things that says, you know, if, if I get the old kibosh, Renee here's gonna <laughs> Renee will be sitting in my chair. And never, never it's under, according to the will. Never underestimate family members. Right. So my, my dad passed away two years ago. My mom is exactly the same. She's 79. Yeah. So my dad, the one thing he left me, and I don't have a place to put him anywhere right now, is he worked for TRW for 42 years. Yeah. And he has about 94 billion tools. Mm. Like, like they'd have they'd have days at TRW where, like, the tool had a nick in it. Yeah. So it wasn't sellable. Right. So they put it in the thing, and so the employees could take it home. Oh, so wow. he took full advantage of that. Right. So it was like <laughs> everything, right? Yeah. And then, you know, all the woodworking tools, all that stuff. My mom's like, don't worry, they're here. When you get room sometime, come get yeah. them. They're yours, whatever. The, the day of my dad's funeral, family members were showing up. And asked my mom if she needed help while other people were going downstairs and like putting their names on shit. Yeah. And I had to go there and be like, get out uh, of my fucking house. That's what house. John was telling us. He was kind of going through that same thing. As it's soon as crazy. he got down there, 
there were people showing up that were dividing up things. Yeah, it's know? like who the fuck does that? And you realize a lot of people do that. It's nuts, yeah, man. And I'm just it's it's very sobering. John's going to be down there for quite a while, guys. So huh. it's not going to be com- he's not going to be coming home in a week or two. Um, we spoke with him and kind of got a lay of the land. And to that effect, um, we are looking for a mechanic because mm-hmm. John has told us he's going to be gone for a long time. So we may not see him throughout the course of the summer. Oh, damn. I know. Yeah. Well, my parents had the courtesy of dying about 40 years ago. So oh, got done. it over early? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Only had, like, you only had one, one set of siblings, so there wasn't a big, you know, nope. big rush one, for getting stuff. Of, you, you can't ha- hate that many people. Yeah. I'm yeah. fortunate <laughs> because my parents did not have any children that lived. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and from what I've heard, Christmas' parents died and just the plan, his plan. <laughs> the, uh, well, you should have a living will, too. Yes. Well, and I have a DNR, and I put the person that hates me the most as the person who controls my plug. Controls there your you plug. <laughs> That's it. That's me. Yeah. Good call. Because I didn't yeah. want like one of my I didn't want one of my kids to have to make a decision to right. pull my plug. Yeah. So I found the sister-in-law that hates me the most. And I made her the one who makes a decision of who's going to pull the plug, and she'd pull the plug now. Sure. Well, she'd stick it, and she'd kill me right now. She could. Yeah, she so, might she's keep you around standing by with a loaded pistol. Yeah, yeah. Right, but that's what he wants. I heard he's got a hangnail. I heard it's infected. <laughs> he's out. Put him down. She's outside. Put, put, put him down. Put him down, baby. Um, if anybody who's listening to the podcast knows somebody in the Cleveland area, if you live in the Cleveland area and you're interested in becoming a motorcycle mechanic, or if you're a motorcycle mm-hmm. mechanic now and you're looking for something to do, uh, part time or better, you know. I we don't want you in here if you can give me three hours a week. That's not going to help us get the job done. We need you to come in and be able to give us some real time and have some real skills. Uh, we're not replacing Johnny Chrome. We got to keep his bed warm for him, though. You know, there's, there's work still needs to get done. So just keep that out there. If you guys know of anybody who's got skills or you know wants to come and kick it in, we we need the help. The uh, so that's that's where we are. We're getting ready to put a you know we'll put one very nice one ad up. And then after a week or so, we'll put one Phil Waters want ad up. Because that's how we hired Sparky and we hired John was one of those want ads that was like, oh, you think you're a mechanic? Well, fuck you. Yeah. And then we got two good mechanics out of that ad. So. <laughs> <laughs> you think about hitting up the Skidmark Garage place and see if I... I want to talk to them and see what's yeah. going on to you know, see if they've got anybody there that's skills have expanded and maybe mm-hmm. they're ready to you know, spin a wrench for money. Or maybe somebody who's just tired of their, you know, tired of their life. We had a retired guy in here the other day. One of these, like... Retired at the age of 62 kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Super hip, got his shit together, the whole thing. And he's been helping out at a build, like a construction company, hmm. just as a gopher, like running around hmm. the city, picking up and delivering shit. Because he's like, I couldn't handle being retired. I needed to have something to do. Wow. So he's, you know, so maybe even somebody like that. We used to have a guy that worked for us, uh, Twinsburg Dave. And he was, we used to jokingly call him the Walmart greeter. But he was fantastic in the shop. We loved having him around because he was super friendly. He knew about the bikes, and he himself was a rider, you know. So he had a, a lot of enthusiasm for it. And he's a retired guy, but he was—he'd come into the shop every day and just. We were all very scruffy, and he was just had his shit together. <laughs> so you'd get—you'd see—you'd see Dave and just be like, one person in here actually seems to know what the fuck they're doing. And he was our, like, hello, may I help you kind of guy. And it was great having him around. So we need uh, we need to have a mechanic around here so that I can do more of that. Hello, may I help you? Mm-hmm. So it would be a lot more fun for that. The 
with the wintertime thing, I've been, you know, working on some various projects. And when you're working on various projects, you tend to order parts in for those projects. And what we have in front of us right now are three different lights that were all purchased to fit in my Harley Davidson police bike. Where the red and blue lights used to be on the front of the motorcycle, mm-hmm. they have been replaced by, well, nothing. <laughs> the previous owner cut them out unceremoniously with the dullest pair of dikes they could find. So what I've done is I ordered in three things that I thought would be a good substitute, not wanting to go with just traditional incandescent antique-style bulbs. Now, in retrospect, I'm wishing I would have gone with traditional incandescent antique-style bulbs. So what I've got here in front of us is the first thing I thought would be fun is I wanted to have... um, Amber lights. I thought that on the front of the Harley Davidson, when I had the passing lights lit, if they were amber colored, that'd be cool. Because on vintage cars I've had and stuff, it's kind of cool to have the main white light in the middle and then amber lights off to the side. It's kind of neat. Visually, it's good too for getting noticed. For getting noticed, yep. exactly. And so, but I didn't want to go with an incandescent bulb. I wanted to go with LEDs because you get more chooch for your chach, etc. Right. So I ordered in the the LED, and so the LED. Um, these are all four and a half inch, by the way. They're all basically the same thing. The I'm sure you guys all know, would you picture a Harley Davidson? There's the main headlight on the front, and then there's the two chrome lights next to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just on police bikes. It's pretty much, they call them passing lights in the Harley catalog. But a lot of different motorcycles have them. But these in particular are about a four and a half inch bulb. There are a ton of options for four and a half inch bulbs out there in the world. Even if you go to Tractor Supply Company, you'll find no shortage of four and a half inch bulbs. Uh, so all 12 volt, that's what they have in common. I got this one because when it lights up, it's amber. It has these little three little bars on the front. And, uh, just for the sake of argument, I, I hooked up a little 12 volt battery here so you can actually see what they look like when they're illuminated. Now I got to warn you, you guys, at any moment, there could be so much light that we may, we may actually, we may go back in time. No. Nice. <laughs> okay. So I'm shining it up at the ceiling <clears throat> just because I don't want to shine it in your face. No, well, that failed. <laughs> okay, so the pattern of this light, yeah. you know, is being paint, pointed straight up. The best I can say is it looks like Zool. well, cat's eye. Z- yeah, a cat's eye. It's literally one <laughs> eight foot wide smile. stripe of light. It's a smile. Yeah, it's a very thin yeah. smile. Yeah. But it's not what I would consider smirk. The kind of light. <laughs> this is not what I would consider to be a nice throw, uh-uh. right? I mean, no. this is a shitty thing. It's like you took a regular flashlight and cut a piece of a hole in a business card so that there was only. You know just... what it reminds me of the Brady Bunch when they tried to like project the uh, flying saucer onto the neighbor's house. Ooh, it does kind of look oh, like a flying saucer. That is a reference. That was a white light. That would be good for illuminating the side of the road. I mean, okay. That would be a good light if you wanted to use it as a riding light okay. to illuminate like just uh, the deer. Just a, just like, a sliver, because yeah. that's literally a sliver yeah, of light. Yeah, yeah. That looks like an ornamental light more than a useful light. You well, know? that's yeah. the problem. I don't want to buy an ornamental light. Right. If I buy an right. ornamental light, I'll spend zero dollars. Can you right. put a resistor right. on it? Or? I can put a picture of a light in there. Put a resistor on it. And so that it's not so bright. Well, I'm, I would like it to be brighter or more of it. Oh. Yeah, I just, what I don't like is the fact that... <laughs> I thought it was too bright. Well, when it's shining in your eye holes, it is too bright. But as far as the amount of illumination it's putting out, I'm very unimpressed with this. Yeah, that's um, So if you happen to be on Amazon and you're looking for light for the front of your motorcycle, I mean, 
you can see this isn't giving us what I would consider to be a margin of safety no. for illumination. Okay. Maybe Go ahead. conspicuity. Maybe well, like that's someone, all it is. But if that's just if that's it's not, it's not throwing light down the road. If that's the I case, why man, not just have just literally vocabulary over there? Yeah. Well, why not just? Now, what happens if you angle it like a forty-five <laughs> to put it over there? Though? How, or how? turn it ninety degrees? What if you turn ninety? Well, then it's a vatch. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> then it became literally oh, a vertical yeah. slit. <laughs> it is the definition of a, a light vatch. I mean, it is. It's one. It's got one kind of swollen labia on one side and one extremely tight one on the other. Right. It's we're using a lot of anatomical terms we can all real you know relate to. It's radio. Right. We need to paint a picture. We got to paint a picture. Right. We're talking. This is radio here. Right? This is radio. Theater of the mind. So this one is made by X Prite, um, and this one set me back. It looks like uh, a promethium. Yeah, I think this one set me back like twenty-two bucks per. Thing, and they call it a Cree LED spotlight, amber, passing projector, fog lamp for Harley-Davidson. And they use the term oh. Daymaker, by the way. What's Daymaker, Daymaker is a fucking licensed trademark mm-hmm. that Harley-Davidson uses for their uh, headlight assemblies. And I assure you, sir, this <laughs> it's not. is no Daymaker. No. What's, the, uh, what's the return policy on this? Uh, we're going to find out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not, I'm not happy with that at all. So that's that first one. And uh, yeah, great, great thing for radio. But point is, we're going to kind of give you some idea of picture. You'll see it in the show notes, right? Clearly. So then, this is the other one. I'm going to aim this down at the table when I light it up, so we don't have the same blinding factor that we did before. Now, get the receipt. This one is actually drag specialties. So I decided to go with Parts Unlimited, the largest uh, supplier of motorcycle parts in the world. And I, this one doesn't have the receipt, but this one is, uh, they call it a Spotlight Assembly LED Replacement, and it is specifically, I think that tag is for the other one. Yeah, it's yeah, for this one. Yep. Um, this one is specifically sold in their catalog to be for the Harley-Davidson Passing Lamp Assembly, and it has this very big metal heat sink on the back yeah. of it. It's quite it's nice. quite impressive. And it has two Cree... Um, which are, no, Cobbs, circuit, what did they say that was? Circuit on board, right? Or chip on board. It's Cobb mm-hmm. is what Cobb stands for. And people say Cobb lighting. Now what we see is a smaller slit. Yeah. No shit. We've gotten, somehow managed to get less light. But it has a ring around it. There is a ghost <clears throat> ring around it yep. that is what I would like to say 12 lumens. Yeah. Like that ain't light enough shit. Like my cell phone makes more light than that. Yeah. In fact, right. we can test that. <laughs> because we'll use my cell phone as the comparison. Okay, so there's my cell phone's light. Okay, and there's that thing's light. So you can still see my. It powers it up. You can still see my LED, my flashlight, my yeah. cell phone flashlight is visible. Yeah, there's a visible is. change in the middle. There, in the middle. Shoot, yeah. shoot it over here. Okay, nobody look at the light. Just Chris. Yeah, you know that that looks like a round headlight. It looks yeah. like a round headlight. Yeah. But I'm, but but even where you are, Chris, it's not the I'm not getting any usable light over there. Well, but maybe it's maybe it's more for me to see you. Well, but that's, 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 that's the conspicuity. Right. Right. But like, if I want to look into, if I want to use my headlight to look down the road, right? If I want to use my headlight to look down the road, but that's I want to use talk. this. What? That's kooky talk. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why would you want and I want to use this to maybe look into the blind spots of the road or the yeah, edges of the road where the deer might be hanging out or whatever. Yeah. This thing sucks. I mean, this thing really sucks. So this was, I think these were like 26 bucks a piece for drag specialties. Not fucking impressed. What's the return policy on that? 
Those. Pretty damn good. Drag specialties is pretty fantastic. Go ahead. I use those at work. Okay, so this say, one. I can tell that's going to be good. Right. Now, yeah. this one, Oscar, get the receipt out. Yep. Okay. So this one has got this incredibly robust aluminum housing, mm. cast housing. <clears throat> it has about, what What do you think that's about? 16, 16 crees in there? That's like 20. 20, 20 crees? 14. Okay. All right. And then what was the price tag on that one, Oscar? 18 bucks. $18. Far less than the other ones. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Go ahead. It's nine bucks. You bought two of them. It's eighteen bucks. Oh yeah, and nine dollars a piece. Is that so what it was? Nine bucks wow. a piece. All right. So this is the Falcon i3. It's mm-hmm. a forty-two watt LED work light. Product of. It's Scandinavia. People's Republic of yeah. yeah. Bought okay. at everybody. A, a Mason. Everybody, <laughs> do Amazon. not look at this. Holy shit! Okay. Well, yeah. Well, right. And this well, is. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. Lick it. Yeah. Gonna put a magic spit on there. Okay. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, now difference. that to me looks like light. I could actually. That's a light. See behind. That's a, yeah, right? no, that's a light. That's a light. <laughs> that's a light, mate. Now the problem with this light is, so when you look at this, it is a four and a half inch bulb. The problem is, it has a cast in oh, yeah. mounting boss. It has a cast in visor, and the other problem with this lamp, as beautiful as this lamp is, is. If I put these in the front of my motorcycle, they will give me wonderful light. But everybody who's driving at me will fucking hate me. Because I don't care what angle you're looking at it. Even if I shine this away from all your eye holes, I'm shining it. It's not bad like this. It's not bad there. Yeah, so if you had it pointed down and off the road. Yeah, but it's it's very hard to put... Yeah, it's yeah. No, it's, I mean like down. Yeah, if you just turn it off, it won't be. So it's bad. very hard to put enough of a shade yeah. on this thing, an eyebrow on this yeah. thing, to not blind everybody. Everybody. Well, and, oh, and motorcycles' lights are higher than what a car's yeah. light is. You're right. You're right. So, so you're, you're, but there's but also there's there's flood, there's spot, exactly. there's pencil beams. It's just yep. like yeah, good point. Yeah. The problem yeah. is that LEDs are not diffused light. They're yeah. tight beam. There are a bunch mm-hmm. of tight beams a, like this. Yeah. And, and it has a bunch of them. Right. And so, so in our experimentation, wow. like working with floodlights, floodlights are very easy to do with LEDs. I mean, just super easy. It's when you get into trying to put light in a very specific place where you're going to start spending some money. Because what I've noticed is to get into a focused beam LED light, that's when the price starts to really go up. Yep. So what did the Harley replacement unit look like just as... Pr- it's Decking just a light. very, it's the bulb that we've all seen since we were children. So it's a it's bulb. an incandescent bulb. So it's just that. Yeah, it's that, but smaller. It's a, it's a heating <laughs> element that happens to have light as a surplus element. All right. right. It's a heating device that light is a byproduct of. Um, so there, were, were you trying to get more light? Or I was trying, trying to, to save a bunch of watts. Uh-huh. Why? I don't know, because I thought it'd be fun. LEDs exist, and they're kind of cool. And uh-huh. you have the holes for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have the two places on the front, and I was thinking that, this motorcycle that I would like to keep the incandescent headlight because I do like the the, the lighting effect of an incandescent headlight. I'm not really ready to convert over to a full LED lighting package on the front of it like a Harley Daymaker. They're very expensive. To get a Daymaker headlight and correct Daymaker passing lights, you're looking at over $500. Jeez. Right. I think uh, you know those uh, Harleys have triple, like mm-hmm. they have triple lights like that. Yep. I think that yellow one mm-hmm. in a triple in white, right, would give you a good pattern. Well, that's what that Daymaker is. When you look at that Daymaker headlight assembly, yeah. it is not just one delivery system. So it has this 
Fresnel kind of cut Fresnel lens mixed in with a couple of projector beams and mixed in with one big emitter. And so you're basically, isn't it weird that it takes three different <laughs> types of LED illumination mm -hmm. to equal what one twisted up piece of wire hanging in front of a parabolic mirror could do? I like the, my favorite lights are those xenon, those real white, mm -hmm. white, like halogens. Oh yeah, halogens. Oh, halogens. They're halogens, but they're like they're like the high end. Super tungsten, high end, crazy halogen. Yeah, they're really good. Those to me are way. I mean, they don't last as long, of course. I mean, they burn out after a thousand hours or whatever. But but they offer the best diffused light that you can get. They offer the. I mean, and I guess it. I mean, it's also based on the diffuser you have. So you have to have a good diffuser. I mean, you have to have a good lens and. Oh yeah, the lens and the diffuser both have to be working together. Yeah. But that to me gives you the best down, down like down the road look. Yeah. But the projectors too, like the lenses, make a really really big difference. And that's what I wanted to talk about because for years you looked at your headlight lens on your car or your motorcycle or whatever. And in that headlight lens was a wide array of different uh, fractal kind of yeah. edges. Angles, yeah. Right. And what's been more the vogue lately is a totally clear lens and then a very interesting reflector, a very interesting uh, parabolic reflector behind it. So at, the point, at that point, you put the fractal in the reflector. In the reflector. Not into the lens. Correct. So the lens is more of a diffuser. Yep. And the... Uh, the reflector, the, the reflector back is, yeah. yeah. So so mine, you, my headlight is a clear lens, but it's got three, it's got three projector beams behind it. Okay, so yeah, I have one for right. daylight run, I have daylight, yeah. my headlights, and then I have uh, one for high beams. And that car, the high beams, are the best high beams I've ever had on a car. See, and that's, I mean, that says a lot. I mean, that really goes a long way. I know ages ago, my Volkswagen GTI that I had had remarkable headlights on for like 1980 or 1990 mm -hmm. because, yeah, the lens was a piece of art. Mm -hmm. Like, the lens was a gorgeous... Yeah, strike yeah and all like kinds of weird strikes. It was really neat. But, man, when you threw the headlights on that thing, you got light exactly where you needed it, a perfect distribution of light across the road surface. But the other thing is that before, they used to be glass. They, yes. At yeah, some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. they started doing... Plastic or yeah, whatever right. they, they use, and yeah, it got burned. And 10 15 years later, it just think of the old, hell, old, the old hello, like rally lights. The you oh, know, people yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. above the windshield or down yeah. the grill or the CB lights, you know. And that was that was all cut glass, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it did it, it that craftsmanship of that gave them the ability to fine tune. When I buy Japanese cars. Those lenses are cut for driving on the opposite side of the road, mm -hmm. and they are uh, right. they are different. The way they throw their light mm -hmm. is more to go to the opposite side of the road. Makes the sense, light yeah. is focused for where the ditch would be on their road surfaces, Can as you opposed swap to the lenses. What's that? <laughs> turn them yeah. upside down. Well, I think you'd have to turn them upside down, probably. this right. way. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to do it. Probably. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, I think turning them upside down might be a problem because your spray yeah. would be higher than it needs to be. That's true. But, just... yeah, they are different. They're, and it turns out I looked them up, and part numbers, they are left-hand and right-hand. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the light has a yellow cast to it. Go figure. <laughs> Fucking racist. Oh, my God. You're just slanting down the obvious. You're just a little bit slanty. Uh, the, uh, okay. But, yeah, so it was like an interesting thing, because what I discovered after playing with a bunch of these different lights is I think what I really want on it is incandescent light. Mm. I think what I'm ultimately going to be happiest with is incandescent light. Is there any role from either mm-hmm. the DMV cops or whatever of what's allowed? I mean, because that's the, I mean, some of them you can buy them and they're graded or you sold yeah. for bike purposes. And oh, or yeah. most that's only, the thing you can use them in your car and just spotlights or just for. Well, it's becoming an issue. Okay. Yeah, most uh, aftermarket mm-hmm. lights, if you look, all of them are almost all, all off-road only lights. Right. The only right. ones that, that can get away with it are the ones that have that shield in front like a headlight. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, the shield that keeps from direct visibility from the LED, yeah. Yeah. those can sometimes be... Legal. And the reason I, we say that is I know that every one of us has had somebody driving at us like, that just came back from AutoZone and spent $46 mm-hmm. on the LED light headlight package, yeah. and it's fucking... You can't see. You're blind. Every morning. Yeah. Yep. I caught a guy the other day, BM or uh, Mercedes Benz maybe, mm-hmm. and they got a circle in the middle of where their uh, grill is, mm-hmm. and on the outside of the circle yeah, is so a light. Sweet. Yeah, and that was so <laughs> fucking bright, so and, bright. It, and it was you know six inches, twelve inches higher yeah. than everything else. It's like blasting you. You just got to stare at the curve. Well, and I've had a couple of guys bad. this year too on Harley Davidsons where now they're putting uh, lighting where the mirrors should be. Oh, right. So at the top of the handlebars, they couldn't. They couldn't get the rack to put it up on top. Well, they could do the ape hangers. Bears, they could yeah. just run a headache bar across the <laughs> ape hangers from side to side. Put a whole uh, rack of hella lights up there, like the old KC highlighters, yeah. and put yeah. covers on them with the smiley, with the big smiley face. Oh, so the your hands are going to be up over your head anyway. You might as well have a rack of KC just highlighters. Just put a gun up rack there. in the back, and sure. you're good to go. Well, my pet peeve is with uh, like not fire trucks. I, yeah. It's not as but police. <laughs> The police oh, lights, yeah. the rear-facing LEDs, are so bright. when you're coming up on them at night, you cannot you see can't anything. See. You are totally blinded. Yep. And, like, if you hit, I mean, yeah. you don't. You have to slow down right. because you can't see anything. And if you hit the guy, what are you going to say? <laughs> right. I couldn't see you because your lights were too bright. No, I couldn't see you because your, your fucking bright-ass LED lights pin-spotted me, and I got... Dazzled they, by them, they I really need to have it. a night and day setting. On I those think you're things. right. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It's and that is a thing that I've noticed with the LED lighting is, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. But and a lot of new car makers are like, if you just if you see a brand new 2018 or 19 mm-hmm. whatever BMW something or Mercedes, right. their stock LED headlights yep. are so effing bright. Yep. If they get behind you, you're fucked. And mm. a part of that is. I do know that a good example would be with us, the new Kimco Like 150 scooter has LED lights from the factory. Mm. But they are very, I mean, they are very shielded. So mm. there's a very distinct line mm-hmm. out there at 30 or 40 feet where above it you get no illumination whatsoever. Mm. But below it you have a lot of illumination. So they've got a very distinct shuttering effect. You're not going to catch there. animals' eyes then. Well, important, I guess, is you're not going to blind the guy coming at you. And if you just run an LED with no shading at the top, yeah, you're going to be really blinding the shit out of people. So, Did you see the new BMW's got laser headlights? You mean lasers? Lasers. Lasers? Lasers. No, they're actually, they're real laser headlights. The headlights are lasers. What? 
I'm serious. You could they have a YouTube video on it. I Holy just I saw shit. it. They said they introduced it. I think this year, and that it's, I think Audi's got it too. It's either Audi or BMW or both of them have the headlights are la- actual lasers. Holy! What could go crap. wrong? <laughs> well, I was thinking that it would be kind of a good idea because yeah. because. You know how you Fucking like you go to a place and they have those lasers that can draw pictures. Of course. Oh, well, yeah. if you have something like that, you could have it when you're at the Pink Floyd concert. Yeah, when there's oh, yeah. nobody out there, you could really illuminate everything. That's true. Because it could scan you, you, the entire field of view. Oh, there it goes. But then as soon as as soon as it sees a car, it could it could change the scan right. uh, of, of that laser yeah, to just to, to be safe. Keep it out so it doesn't of the blind the guy way. coming at you. So you could be very selective about lighting up the whole planet. Or lighting up just the part of the road that is safe for the other drivers. Right. Wow, that's really interesting. It might be. I mean, I don't know if that's the way they work, but it seems like they'd be able to do that. Yeah. So we were at the dollar store. I was at the dollar store today, and I happened to notice that they had ballpoint pens that have two buttons on the ballpoint pen, and one of them is for an actual laser pointer, and the other one is for a flashlight. (laughs) And I'll tell you, the flashlight in this is almost as bright as the uh, (laughs) the headlight. But for a dollar, you can buy a laser. What kind of fucking world do we live in that for a dollar yep. you can purchase a fucking laser? Replace cl- my wife to class me. three. Oh, my this cats are going to hate want, me. Yeah. Right in this area right here. <laughs> this area right here. Honey, this area right here. Okay, special attention to this particular area right here. So uh, last week during our podcast, uh, our, our young Nick was. Very yeah, diligently right. trying to give us good information regarding the new Harley Davidson Livewire, and we were having none of it. We were really giving him <laughs> the maximum amount of resistance possible. <laughs> hey Nick, <laughs> poor, poor so Nick. much so. Yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. Props to Nick because he did a hell of a job. He brought in spreadsheets. He brought hey. the conversation back from the squirrel land oh, several times, three or four times. <laughs> yeah, All right, did. guys, back to the. Yeah, the he live did. wire. But he's also conspicuously absent. I know it tonight. took its toll on him. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, yeah. Uh-huh. The uh, so it's it's really when he said he wasn't going to be here tonight. I was like, oh, I think we might have broken Nick. <laughs> the, uh, I give him credit for putting up with our shit. He's but young. He's malleable. He's young. Yeah. Yeah. No, because we broke Cameron. We never saw Cameron. So that's it. Yeah, he he'd had none of our shit. So Cameron's like a, a cam chain tensioner in a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> and gone. I'm out. Yeah. I'll take only so Sorry. much of your I shit. I don't know what that means. So the thing with the live wire is really what we're going to get into, and I, I'm, I'm going to say when it comes to electric charging, we have to basically focus on there's three types of charging and in the in the case of the live wire it comes with what it calls uh, CCS or what they call uh, a, a combined charging system or what is now also being called SAE charging okay so that's what that is and basically all it has to do is the type of fucking plug that is in the vehicle and the type of plug... Harley's using a two-prong, <laughs> non-polarized plug that you well, know. As, as luck would have it, no, Harley's actually one step ahead of everybody else. Okay? So what Harley-Davidson has done is they have made the decision to use the CCS plug, the Combined Charging System plug. And why that's important 
to us is that is the plug that we will probably, and I have to be very careful when I say this, we will probably end up using. And we this, as an industry? Standardized? Yeah. Okay. But this is a very bad situation. Would you have bet on VHS or beta in 1983? Beta. Right. Okay. I mean, if you were a tech head, you would have bet on beta. You would have bet so on about beta. This thing. <clears throat> What's that? That thing? That's exactly right. Okay. Okay. Right. So what we have, the plug that Stevie's, that Steve's pointing around to you is this combined CCS plug. So in one plug, it has the ability to do AC charging and DC charging. And the two big heavy bottom bosses of that plug are the DC charging. Mm -hmm. Okay, The plug that you see everywhere, the ubiquitous plug that looks like half of a telephone handle and is usually white or blue, <laughs> is a J1772 plug. Okay, It's when you buy a zero and you spend the extra money to get the charge tank option, what you're getting in the top of your vehicle is the actual... Uh, J plug. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab a J plug for you real quick. But the J plug, it turns out, even though the J plug has by far the greatest distribution and the greatest coverage of any charging system that's been used up to this point, it probably won't win. Hmm. It turns out it may be Betamax. Hmm. Okay? Well, it's the advantage of this plug is that you don't have to have an onboard charger. You can go direct DC to the... It's, it's Keep like, running with that. I'm gonna, I'll be Okay, yeah, so you go direct DC to the, the battery pack mm -hmm. instead of having to go from AC, then having oh, uh, your charge, uh, charger, an onboard charger, Convert. then you plug in and then, then use that to charge your the battery pack. The battery so the D, I mean, it's actually a good idea, but I think Harley's going to limit itself because we're, we're going to charge your Harley at the Harley dealer because direct who's going to have them? DC. So direct DC is the moneymaker. That's the moneymaker in the electronic charging motorcycle industry, car charging industry. The whole idea and why we're bringing this up hot on the heels of last week's podcast about the live wire is we shoveled some shit on, li on the live wire. And we talked about price and stuff. That's fine, but I want to give them credit. Fire. How much was I, I'm sorry. 30000 bucks. Oh. 100-mile range, 100-mile-an-hour top speed, right? So and, the zero is a third of the cost? And the drive the shaft comes out the wrong direction. So the drive shaft, they actually rotate the bevel drive gear. They rotate the drive shaft. They actually say to create a distinctive tone. Hmm. They've tuned it to make a certain sound. And it's not me saying that. That's marketing fucking goons saying that shit. But anyway, I digress. In the top of the live wire, what you're going to see, all the vehicles have what's called level one. Level one means level one means the household cord. Level one is your house current. If you live in England, it's uh, 220 at 50 hertz. If you live in the United States, it's 120 at 60 hertz. 60, yep. Okay, That's level one. And level one is going to give you about one kilowatt of charging energy, which is fucking nothing. I mean, so when how you long for a full charge? At least eight hours. But it's converting it to DC. Well, this is the, the thing. Yeah. So what's happening is the wall current is coming out at AC. AC. Mm -hmm. It's going into a charge device that's mm -hmm. built into your car or built into your motorcycle, mm -hmm. right. and that charge device is turning it into DC. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. And what's left over in the conversion process, you get to use as energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Whereas in direct DC charging, no conversion is required. However, you can't set up direct DC charging in your fucking house. No. Mm. Okay? Because you need to have a lot of amperage behind that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's not practical to set up direct DC transformers in your home because your house is running at maximum 240 AC. Right. Okay. Go ahead. But, uh, I mean, basically that controller, that uh, for the zero, mm-hmm. the, the other, the auxiliary chargers. You mean the level two charger? The, not the level two. No, it's the level, it's the fast charger. The so fast the chargers are DC chargers. Right, exactly. It's a transformer. It's a transformer that's a box. A bo- the and box. that's the that's the transformer, and it takes your AC. Yep. Turns and it's it external DC, to the and it charges bus. it almost twice as fast. Right. Hmm. So it's going to pull. So the standard charging circuit, the chant, the standard charger, the plug that comes with your, hmm. you know, I hate to say it, when you buy a Nissan Leaf, or you buy a Tesla, it comes with a cord that actually has a, a, a dopey ass, you know, what we all know and love as household plug on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, they believe it or not, you can charge a Tesla. With your standard household cord, it's going to take for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. You know, your Nissan Leaf the same way, right? It's going to take forever. So much so that everybody rushed out and went to these level two chargers and installed these rigs in their garage. You know, they had the electrician come in and wire them up some 220. They put this level two, you know, this is a J, they call it a J charger, um, a J1772, and they had this thing installed in their garage so they could plug this into their leaf, right? Because when you open up the little fuel door on your various different electric cars, there will be a couple of different plugs there. Hmm. Now think about that for a second. There's a couple of different plugs there. Not just one, a couple of different ones. When the electric cars first started, who killed the electric car, et cetera, all the old you know, electric cars that were out, they had a big blade charger, this big weird thing that mm-hmm. you basically could only use for that particular model or brand of car. And it was very proprietary. The idea of making it simple and making it universal, everybody rushed into this J-level charger, this this level 2 charger. And it's really great because it can give you a lot of amperage. You can charge with quite a bit more power, and you're charging based on a 220-volt AC circuit. The problem with as awesome as this is, this big, giant, you know, magic wand-looking thing, is you're still charging at AC. This is not charging at DC your vehicle is still converting from AC to DC. So there's no transformer action happening here. We're simply taking AC out of the wall and putting AC into the vehicle. We just have the ability to do it at a higher amperage load. When we get into the what they're calling level three, which is technically completely not accurate to call it level three. The level three name was used for something else already, but the industry has spoken, and we're just turns out we're going to call it level three now. That's direct DC charging. This is where we may have to make a like, oops, sorry, we fucked up. Everybody who's heavily invested in level two got bad news for you, okay? <laughs> because the when Tra- you talk about in now. we talked about level one charging is literally one kilowatt. That's the amount of power you can move through it. When you get into level two, the range is between three and 20 kilowatts. It's actually about six kilowatts. When you get into a a proper 220 volt level two charger, when you get into, hey, hey, it's the snowmobile repairman, John McElfresh. AKA Headfaker. 
Head, yeah, no shit. I'm not going to come to the podcast. I'm busy working on. I'm busy working on some fucking snowmobile. Has, has snowmageddon started yet? No, yeah. no. But so you get into a level three charger, and the level three chargers are that when you've got direct DC power available to you, mm-hmm. that's when you can officially call yourself level three. And that's when you're skipping the whole AC conversion process. You're going direct DC into the battery pack on the motorcycle that you're doing. So what Harley-Davidson has done is, with the Harley-Davidson Livewire, they put their primary charging, so there's still level one, there's a cord for your house. However, their level other than one isn't a level two. Now this is good but bad. So on one hand, they're looking to the future and going in the smarter direction. Because what you can do with a Harley Livewire that you can't do with a fucking uh, Zero is direct DC charging. You cannot do that with a Zero at this point. I heard Smedley's already has a level three. What? Smedley's oh, they do have a charger. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Smedley's nice. does have a charger behind the place, though. Yeah. They do. So but They've changed it to level three. Now. Oh, they yeah. yeah, a level, th- a level three trauma charger. So what? Yeah. <laughs> what's the... So you said... So what would be the difference in speed then going to that? A lot. So this is really important because when you get into this level 3 charging, you're not charging at 1 kilowatt, which is the wall outlet. You're not charging at 6 kilowatts, which is level 2, which is that thing, right? You're charging at 50 kilowatts. Okay? 50? 50. Oh, wow. An hour? 50 kilowatts. So yeah, go ahead. So where are you getting your DC power source from? Exactly. Mm. So where do you? How many watt? I mean, that battery is how many volts and how many? You know what I mean? Where you? There's no wall outlet where you can pull. But that's where we're talking about these remote charging stations that exist in the world. Okay, so that's what they give you. Right. So right now, so what I'm going to do real quick, just for you guys who are playing along at home, if you go to PlugShare, because there's an app called PlugShare, super easy to use, it's fun, and if you go to PlugShare. I knew a girl on that. Yeah, yeah, that's what hey. I'm saying. Hey! So it's never, never a good idea. It's tender plug So with PlugShare, what you can do... <laughs> Many fish. Yes, exactly. So a fun thing to do with PlugShare, go to PlugShare.com. Even if you don't own an electric vehicle, the interesting thing is to find out, if you did, how many opportunities would you have to plug it in. Nearby. Okay? And what PlugShare has done with their, uh, with their app is they have basically given you the ability to choose what type of plug your vehicle runs on and figure out how many of these plugs are near your house. So an example would be you don't want to own the vehicle that maybe only has (laughs) one or two plugs within an 80-mile radius of your house, right? So here's the way they do it. The basic common plugs that are available in the world are the ones that you see here. Okay, and the, these plugs have some kind of funny names if you're not familiar with them. Yeah. Okay, but they look so like sad robots. They all look mm-hmm. like sad robots. Each and every one of them looks like a sad robot. Okay, so by far a wall outlet. We're all very familiar with a fucking wall outlet. So if you're on PlugShare and you just want to see how many wall outlets are registered, and this is somebody who took the time to register their wall outlet with PlugShare, you can see that in the Cleveland area. At least eight losers have registered their wall outlet with PlugShare. There's Hoffer's house. Exactly. But that's available to the public. I mean, that's what it means, right? A plug on the outside of a dude's house that he has ultimately said, if you show up and want to plug your shit into my outlet, I'm not going to chase off with my shotgun. If you want to plug into my junk, you're... 
You're mm-hmm. totally fine to do it. Okay? And that's it. Okay. <laughs> but here's where it gets different. Okay? So the hell with that wall outlet. Okay? We're going to talk a little bit more about what is currently the default. Currently. Hey, I see what you did there. Currently, the default (laughs) system, which is the thing I just handed around, which is a J1772 plug. It's called Level 2 Charging. And if you buy a charge tank for your Zero motorcycle, if you own a Nissan Leaf, if you own virtually any of the commercially available electric cars, this is what is going to put about up to 30 amps of power at 220 volts AC into your vehicle and let your vehicles system change that and when you go to uh, the level 2 charging what you end up with is you end up with a lot more charging applications okay and as you can see there's a hell of a lot of it that's pretty good you get a lot of saturation these are just the ones that are registered with PugShare okay now that of course is today that's the way most everything is we're going to talk about this CCS Okay, so CCS, Combined Charging System, is also called SAE, because SAE is something we like. It's something we're familiar with in the automotive world. And everyone says, well, you know, that's what Harley-Davidson has chosen to put on their motorcycle. It's also what Energica has decided to put on their motorcycle. Mm-hmm. A lot of these companies that are having very expensive electric motorcycles and pretty much any electric next-generation cars are using this CCS because built into the plug, you have the control circuit, which are the small holes, but then in the bottom you get these two big holes. Those two big holes are positive and negative. They're DC. And they have hmm. fucking thick-ass six-gauge hmm. wire there that can carry a lot of fucking current, right? Well, why is CCS going to win? Well, hmm. there's a problem. <clears throat> CCS is only going to win... Because of Volkswagen. And a little mistake Volkswagen made with diesels. Part of the penalty for Dieselgate was that Volkswagen had to pay $2 billion. Billion. Billion dollars. To establish a electric vehicle consortium hmm. that huh. is nationwide in the United States, a very big fucking deal. That's kind of cool. Yep, go ahead. And that's one of the reasons that they're building an electric car. They're going to be one of the first people to build an electric car plant. Yeah, Yeah. the Volkswagen Hmm. Volkswagen is set up to be a straight-out-of-the-box, not another car that's converted to be an electric car, just like the Tesla is built from day one to be an electric vehicle on and out. And they're... Volkswagen is committed to building an entire factory just to build the electric, this electric car. And I saw they want to electrify the Ford F-150. They do. Yeah, they want the, the Ford. So this thing is the reason this particular VHS is going to get traction where the Betamax is not, is it has built into the plug the DC component. So it can charge these vehicles directly much faster i mean way faster the difference between plugging your motorcycle in and it taking three hours to charge and plugging your motorcycle in and it taking 25 minutes to charge wow to maximum full wow. charge but but i can't imagine the battery's gonna take a charge that fast 
right now. As they say, for the first 80% of the charge, it does get it within about 25, 30 minutes. However, the second 20% of the charge, the, the final 20% of the charge, can take as long as the first 80% does. It's essentially like balancing batteries. That bridge is going to break down. It's gonna and not, this is you're what, not going to have many cycles. This is where everyone is concerned about the same thing. People that know lithium-ion batteries are all saying the same thing. If you come at it this hard and heavy, DC charging on the hot side of things, it, you know, 50 kilowatts, you are pretending you're, you're going you're gonna to reduce the lifespan of the batteries. Pay, it, pay it, me it, now or pay me later. Right. Yeah. But it depends on the C of the battery, too. Well, and that's where you start getting into some really high-end ba- battery engineering shit that the local consumer may or may not be concerned right. with. Right, because if it, usually like you're safe on a good high-end battery to at least 2 to 3 C. Mm-hmm. So depending on your watt hour, you could, you know, so, I mean, it, obviously they're going to have decent-sized watt hours, so you can pump quite a few amps into them. Right. I mean, so... Now, here's the question. Yeah. If you happen to buy the new Harley Livewire, how many charging opportunities do you currently have <laughs> with your new Harley Livewire? Because tell us, Uncle Phil. I'm going to tell you. Okay. Wait, can so, we take bets first? You can if you want. I say three. Uh, yeah. Well, how many Harley dealerships are there? Well, and the good question is, do they even have a charging right. station in them yet? So, <laughs> right now, shut off the other ones. Yeah. Okay. So as you can see, close. all right, now this is about a year into, we're about a year into the CCS project now. We're about a year into this punitive decision against Volkswagen to do this. Now, the Germans. So this is where we've come. In our greater Cleveland area, we've basically got about seven of these places, okay? Whereas, just because you don't have to remember back to the other one, we had 112 level two chargers. Mm-hmm. So in the greater Cleveland area, we had 112 level two chargers. We have seven of the CCS chargers. So the Energica, um, the Harley-Davidson Livewire, they all don't, they're not equipped with a level two charger. They don't have a level three and a level two. And it doesn't work that if you happen to have the CCS charger on board, you can't jam a level two into it. You can't jelly it either. Look, so the top of it is AC, but the bottom of it's DC. Yeah. But why you, wouldn't they just design it to take the t- level exactly. two at the right. top and then the, and the DC on the other, but, yeah. and then make a dummy on anybody else's? Yeah. What did you say the range of the live wire is? A hundred miles? They, they said it's about hundred. So Harley, they're gonna have to charge once every two months. So they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can charge at home. And <laughs> they run it so the and the VHS and the VHS and uh, beta. beta comparison. There's another product, another type of plug that if you do own a Nissan Leaf, you're familiar with, and it's called the Chadimo or Chademo hmm. plug. And the Chademo plug is the plug that is on the Nissan Leafs, and that Chademo plug... That sounds creepy. It does sound a little creepy, doesn't it? Yeah. So the Chademo plug is the, um, the, the European standard right now. So the Chademo, or I'm sorry, Japanese mode, yeah, Japanese plug. Thank you, Chademo. And so this is where we have a bit of a problem, because Chademo has got an equal distribution to CCS, okay? And what's going to happen, why we're having a problem here is... Is Chademo AC? What's that? Is it AC? No, it's DC. It's DC, too? Yeah. It's direct charging. Don't you think they just make an adapter? Well, so I was looking, because I was curious. I was like, well, can can we just have an adapter that's going to go from the Chademo plug to the, uh, to the uh, CCS plug? The answer is yes. The problem is you don't want to carry it on your motorcycle because both of these plugs are bigger than a horse's dick. 
I mean, really? No, they're huge. So a Chademo plug... I would have no idea. A Chademo plug is bigger than a can of soup. Okay? I mean, it's, it's really big. A Chademo plug is not... That's not accurate scale. A Chademo plug is very, very large. That's even bigger than Oscar's dick. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and the, the CCS plug, the, the male part, the Gazinda part, uh, or Gazada part, is also really, really big because it has that uh, the top part with the monitoring and the data and everything, and then also has those two giant lugs on the bottom for the DC. So what you end up with is the adapter itself is, yeah, it's about three feet long. It's about eight inches by four inches on one end and about five <coughs> inches in diameter at the other end. You're too buku. Way too buku <laughs> to be carrying around on your motorcycle, right? Yeah. So it's a big adapter. So the th- the thing to do would be: uh, Did you ever go to one of those uh, kiosks for e-check? Yeah, I use them all the time. Yeah, that's all that's I use. What I, that's I what all I use too. So why not just have a door in there, right? And then have that big donkey dick, you know, stuff <laughs> much in coming there, out of it. Yeah, and then pull that out. Yeah. I think it should just be mounted to the wall, and you back your bike right into it. Uh, that's a good idea, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Oh, I got no, that's not right. Oh, hold on a second. Let me line back up and hit it. So this is the... Like pro- charging your sizzlers when you're a kid. The little gas station. I think thing. it should yeah. have like gasoline come out of the end so that they can like uh, <laughs> dielectric uh, grease. So, squirt off and what we ends. haven't talked about is the Tesla charger. So there's also the Tesla charger. So the Tesla charger is... Neither of these. It's not Chademo. It's not CCS. It's its own thing. It's also (laughs) higher voltage, isn't it? Well, it's like 500 volts. No, that's the supercharger. But you see, the thing that the thing that Tesla has going (laughs) for it is Tesla has already installed so many charging stations that you can drive across America in your Tesla and never put your feet on the ground. Okay, they have so many charging stations. We today we looked at it on the map, and it's almost funny how much money Elon Musk has spent putting Tesla superchargers in to points in the United States where no sane person would ever go. You can't get a glass of water, but you can like charge Cleveland your Tesla. <laughs> Unless, yeah, well, no shit. Unless, of course, you are in North Dakota. There is not a single, not one, Tesla supercharger in North Dakota. Not fucking one. According to PlugShare. Not saying, you know, according to Tesla, but according to PlugShare, who, you know, keeps track of yonder things, mm-hmm. you do look at the distribution of Tesla superchargers when you get into the flyover states. And it is pretty funny that they have basically said that you are allowed to choose one of three roads to drive north to <laughs> east to west across America on, where they have said, we have populated these roads with superchargers, give or take every 200 miles. It's 51? I don't need that. I will give oh, you the map. Oh. You may you may look at the map. These are all the supercharger locations. <laughs> Holy crap! And it is hilarious <laughs> that they are wow, spaced. You can see. They yeah. are spaced out. Wow. <clears throat> well, that makes sense though, doesn't it? Because it when does. I'm trying to sell you a hundred thousand dollar electric car, you need to be able to know you can drive it to California. Ninety would be one. No, does the, oh, it is. It's all the east-west major no, roads. Does the yeah. GPS know this and kind of direct your route? Probably eighty-seven. In the Tesla, 40. yes, it does. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, in the right. Tesla, yeah, you can. It'll, it'll tell you warning. Yeah. You're about to go in a place that so doesn't like, have a Tesla. Avoid highways, whatever. Take yeah. charge yeah. route. It's what it says. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Right. And it'll tell you. And it also, I would hope that it would not let you pass a charger. Right. If you can't get to the next one. Right. I want the first electric self-driving van where you could just crash out in the back. That's right, baby. It pulls in, it fills it, charges itself up. You just got to keep yourself busy and occupied until you get there. So that is... Can you do that? 
That'd be awesome. Well, so, it'd be like a model train. It's just like it would on, model train on a track. And just yeah, they have one of those. It's called Amtrak. Yeah. <laughs> they wake you up in two days when you get well, there. Well, that's what the boring company is, right? They're making the tunnels. Yeah. Oh, they're... Uh, yeah. That's also yeah. Tesla, though. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I, in any case, I just wanted to make sure we corrected that because we did talk about that quite a bit in last week's podcast. We kind of shat on Zero. Or we shat on Harley-Davidson a lot. But the point is, I would think that this uh, this CCS plug is, in fact, going to be um, the winner, if only because it has $2 billion being spent on it. Billion dollars. Um, so Nick is totally redeemed. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, it, totally. it's been out for a year, and it has yeah. more than the ones that are being used by the Leaf that have been yeah, out it for is. how long? And that's a big, and that really is a big thing when we talk about the two different types, when we, we're really thinking about who's going to win, ja- Japan right now has got so many more. They, yeah, go ahead. Get fired up. Well, you know, if you put that on your left nipple, he puts that other one on his well, right nipple. When to your do. tongue's hit, oh. it'll be spectacular. I, ah, yeah. Yeah. I was doing a little rip it off, but that's got some bite. <laughs> it does have a lot of bite, doesn't it? Uh, so that is a, that's an important thing to think about. Uh, for anybody who's interested, look into it, because... Especially when you get into the punitive actions that were taken against Volkswagen, mm. where you think here's a petroleum-powered automobile company, mm. and part of their punishment was that they had to build an electric infrastructure. We're going to rub your dick in the electric vehicle dirt. <laughs> it really is. Right? So what do you think? Who yeah. just got busted? Be- so what, was it Toyota or Chevrolet? Who just got busted last week for doing the same thing that VW did? I don't know. I wasn't aware of that. Oh, it's another It's another major car company just got busted for lying on their emission report. Oh, really? You so maybe, yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, it just happened. Happen. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some more electric plugs. Yeah, that's sad. true. That's one way of doing it. Sad, I don't know. Sounds been out of business for years. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> so, so do you still have to clean your carburetors? Like clean the electrons out of your carburetor? You clean all the used use electrons yeah. out of your electrons. Uh, no, no, electrons. electrons. They, get, they get stagnant. <laughs> they get stagnant. Yeah, they're corroding the corroding the foam. Yeah. And so I have a carburetor story for later. Oh, you do? Yeah. For later. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. The I think that zero, you know, zero is announced that on February, I think twenty fifth or whatever, they're going to give a big announcement, a big reveal about what their super secret product that's coming out, that is like the RSF or something. Uh, I really do hope that what they're going to announce is the the level three charger, mm-hmm. the level three receptacle, kind of... because it would be really neat if they would just kind of skip the level two. Because what I see happening is we have a fairly large level two infrastructure here in Cleveland, for sure, that could be modified to be level three. Mm. And the trick is, if you're running level three, you do still have the ability to use the level two devices. It's just not nearly as sexy or fun or fast as the level three direct charging. Direct charging is where we are going to be able to say that it is practical to own an electric vehicle at this point because of a 25-minute recharge time, you know, or a 20-minute recharge time. And that is a big fucking difference than a three-hour recharge time. I think the retrofit wouldn't be that bad because, I mean, all the variable frequency drives I use mm-hmm. in my plant... right. Take AC, AC and they convert right. it right to DC, exactly. and they convert it back to AC. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be a big jump. That's, I mean, that's a very interesting way to look at it too. So if we can take the existing 112 plugs that are here in Cleveland 
and rather easily convert them over to level three, that's going to be a very tasty proposition for somebody who happens to own a level three equipped mm -hmm. motorcycle. And it's going to make it pretty tough for somebody who doesn't own one. But isn't it funny that the people who would, the, I mean, the, the level three, the first level three motorcycle that comes out mm -hmm. is a motorcycle that the person really probably is just going to use it for bar hopping. Yeah, they're probably they're not going to use, use it for, right. for using Long it distance. for a distance. Yeah, the Energica, the Energica and a couple of the other products that are out do have the level three already there. And some of the cars that are coming out are coming out already pre-equipped with the CCS plug. Um, they have the, you know, the weird thing is there's a lot of cars you can buy today that have the Chadimo, uh, Chadimo plug that you can barely find something to plug into it. But in Japan, that's their system. Like, that is the home system. And I don't know if the CCS system is going to get any traction in Japan. The good news is when you go to Japan, you don't take, tend to take your car with you. So the fact that they're running a different system probably won't affect matter, it too much. Right? So does Japan have a pretty good network of these? They do. They have over 7,000 okay. of these uh, Chidemo systems charging installed stations already. or whatever? Yep, and they're direct DC so that they so have... So freestanding the, charging stations? Yeah. So, or, or do you have to go up and throw some quarters at it? Or yes. you got to pay for it. It's, yes, you're exactly right. And the ones that we saw, <laughs> a lot of them in the States, a lot of your level 2 charging stations in the United States will be like a buck an hour. Uh -huh. And it also depends on the speed at which they're delivering it to you. Sometimes they'll charge a little more or less depending on the amount of kilowatts they have behind it. Uh -huh. We found that when we were in Hawaii that a lot of the charging stations, because electricity is very expensive, we might pay 8 or 10 cents off peak for a kilowatt hour of electricity here in Ohio. 14%, I think, 14 cents would be the absolute top you'd ever pay in Ohio for electricity. In Hawaii, it's like 32 cents. So their, wow. their electricity that Double. costs, well, because their electricity is not coal-based. It's liquid fuel-based. It's all oil and you know natural gas-based electricity there. It might even just be oil. But what I found were charging stations that all were sponsored by somebody. Mm. So it'd say, like, you know, go to you know Harry Kurahawa's House of Pancakes, and we'll give you free charging. You know? yeah. And yeah. so that's that kind of a thing where, you know, this, this particular charging spot is sponsored by... Harry's House of Pancakes. Cool. And that's a pretty cool thing, too. If you want yeah. to get customers to your place, yeah. they got an electric car, they want to get a good quick charge, they're going to show up. Did you see many electric cars in the Hawaii? We saw a few, and I was actually very impressed that the Tesla dealership's doing very well there. Hawaii makes perfect sense for an electric car because you can drive across the entire fucking island of Oahu in about 45 minutes to an hour. So you don't have to worry about like that high-speed, high-consumption of electricity over time by going cruising across, the, yeah, across country. Exactly. Yeah. Going across Nebraska is going to drain your tank super fast. Going across to Wahoo is going to be 45 minutes at a top speed of 60 because their freeways there are all, you know, 50 to 60 miles per hour. You're not going as fast because you're not going as far. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting kind of, you're getting into the game and then you're moving along. So it is kind of a... A perfect place to own an electric vehicle. And when gas there, you know, gas there costs a lot more than gasoline here does. So when we were here at a buck eighty eight a gallon, in Hawaii they were like three forty, three fifty a gallon. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they have to bring all the gas in. Gas the in. whole island thing, you might as well just be driving around in a golf cart or it something. It is, and like that's what kind of that's what kinda of I did did. I mean you know, we talked a lot about Hawaii last week in our podcast. I don't want to go on about it too much, but yes, everything's very close together. So if somebody, if you're on the opposite end, if you're at the North Shore, if you're in the northern beaches, 
and somebody says, well, I want to meet you for dinner in Waikiki, you can be like, 45 minutes, I'll be there. That sounds very nice. It does, right? I'd love to meet you for dinner right. in Waikiki. I'd love to meet you for dinner in Waikiki, and I'll be there in 45 minutes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, great, that's a great phrase you have. To, if you ever get to say that phrase, you're doing, you're doing things right. Come on, I want to lay you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the... Uh, I thought I saw a special look in your eye. Glint. <laughs> a little yeah. glint. Yes, that's the... Uh, it's the uh, the strong movement there is the Mino wanna licky you movement. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, that's the, uh, but I think that as we're talking about electricity and we're going to have the motorcycle show coming up where we're going to be demoing electric vehicles. By the way, oh, I'm glad you had that response. Continue, Steve. I saw the ad for the motorcycle show. Yes. It's like the Phil Waters motorcycle ad. Oh, really? They start out, it's like a you know 30-second spot. Yeah. It starts out with like... We have the new bikes. Yeah. And that's like five seconds. So okay. they say, we have a large uh, display of vintage bikes, and it's all your bikes. And it's like they pan across the mm. the last year, the vintage really? bikes. Where and then this? they say, come down to the show. And all it is is zeros going around in a circle. Get the fuck out no, of here. Really? That's, I'm telling you, it's the Phil Waters. Wow. Uh, it's like never that? ridden a motorcycle. Channel 8. You can oh, it's on Channel 8. Channel 8. Oh, yeah. Really? And it was Fire like, down, I, I'm, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, you know what? Jeez. The irony is we didn't pay for any of it. So <laughs> even the, even the but, but I mean they're really they're yeah. they're promoting the vintage bikes. Good. And they're promoting the uh, and the last half of the ad are the zeros going. That's the really amazing. Stuff. But because we did we did talk to the organizers of the show and they said that when they polled people coming out of the show and they said what were you most impressed by in the show? Like ninety percent of people said the wide array of vintage bikes. Mm. They didn't come in expecting to see antique vintage motorcycles. Right. They expected to get sales pitches and right. booths by the you know, stuff, and yeah. so they were happy by that. You know what I missed though, and they don't have anymore is yeah. like I remember like fifteen or twenty years ago saving like three hundred bucks up and going there and getting good shit on deals. So yeah, they yeah. used to have no. that that vendors row thing, and if, you want to know killed that one thousand dollars for every ten square feet. Yeah, and now now it's just like it's like all bootleg stuff and shit you yeah. never heard of, and just it's awful, man. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, a few years ago we got those coats. Those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, those were good deals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those were really good deals. Yeah, good luck finding anything that's not yeah. like, you know, Schlermy Beckerman's house of coats or something. And <laughs> Schlermy Beckerman. Say yeah. that again. <laughs> Say it. Schlermy Beckerman. So if we want to bring, Schlermy Schlermy so bring a, a bike, like for the vintage thing. Yes. What? What's our procedure? You just have to talk to me. Okay. So, and I'll make sure you get passes and everything else. Okay. So here's what I do want to tell you is that Zero has asked. Well, last week Chris got to know about this because he was here and you weren't. Uh, last week uh, Zero has said if we could help them, they need some warm bodies to, oh, help, to help them kind of deal with the masses of people that are going to have the basic questions, which you, you guys are all very familiar right. with being around here. So, yeah, they're going to put a lot of energy into this. Thousands of test rides are going to happen. They're all, the bikes are all totally restricted. So, but yeah, it's going to be a real thing. It's going to happen, and it's just a week from now. So. I wonder how much they can program them down. A lot. Yeah. Down they to like to, 12 miles per hour. When Steve oh. was talking about yeah. that ad, they were like, never ridden a motorcycle? Yeah. Zero's got you covered. You mm-hmm. can ride this weekend. No license required. Isn't that something? But isn't I mean, it like the full, isn't that? It, it is, like yeah, 100%. Yep. That's so. a shame, though, because it's such a, 
I just told people don't take like, it away. It's like having a zero on a quarter little kitty ride. Right. Like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, <laughs> like you're missing oh, out on the. Oh. And I hope people don't take away the fact that you can come here and buy a zero and you don't need a license to ride. Right. You know what I mean? Like I hope they're yeah. very clear about yeah. the fact I'm, that like, I'm this is a sure one-time that, deal yeah. only, guys. Oh, you'll get all the stupid questions. Oh no, you'll get all. This. <laughs> There's going to be tons of fallout from this. Tell me about your level three charger. Right. Exactly. So with the over the years, the motorcycle show has gotten. Smaller and smaller footprint-wise. Yes. Okay. And that IX Center is so gigantic, it maybe mm-hmm. takes up a sixth. Oh, yeah. We're maybe. Yeah, you're exactly right. Of, We're maybe of, in a sixth of that so building. Yeah. how much fun would it be to use some <laughs> the advanced of class? the rest of that concrete in there? Oh, boy. <laughs> and do a flat-out Friday kind of Yeah, why would that dude floor... Whipping around and half, so people are looking at that. Fuck, right. go over and and look at the flat out Friday. Fuck, you, right? you could be on the infield of the track. Why would that yeah. guy not do something at the motorcycle show? Who? What? Where? The dude from Flat Out Friday. But he would look. He would have to get it for free. You can't yeah. pay for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, yeah. he's just he he's not making much money. Place. But yeah. but as far as bringing people in Cleveland in the snow into a huge facility yeah. with yeah. a flat floor. Right. It's right. like fuck, it's a, it's it's yeah. built for something I have like that. a better idea. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's a, this no. Is the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why not have You can't N- top that idea. Have it have the NSF class that weekend. So that well, you very good. All right, yeah, that's, all right. that's pretty good. You have all these people psyched up for motorcycles, and you take you take yeah, yeah. Signed up your classroom, and then you have that big area, like you said. You I would have put them all. Area. I would have put them all on zero powered Groms too. I can only imagine the amount of lawyer power and insurance. The insurance rider yeah. had to be the, the biggest rider you've ever seen in your life, because we have reports from these previous shows of people totaling these bikes at twelve miles per hour. <laughs> now, right now, we're laughing about this, but I predict that a week from today, yeah. we won't be laughing about it. 12 miles per hour is way faster than a run. And, and if you went running into that wall, it With an hurt. electric motor that's it's just right, yeah. straight on it's torque, kind of, yeah. and you're not so, slowing it down. You're just putting it right into the wall. They're still not yeah. slot cars. You know, right. They're still not yeah. on a track like you know the old-timey cars at Cedar Point. <laughs> so 293 know? pounds right. times 1,000 <laughs> feet per second. How many meters is that? That's yeah. all we got to say. So, so we, yeah. we need to be running a, a camera on loop in the, the zero <laughs> section just in case we need some... You know, and I think... I know the perfect person for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll buy we'll buy six cheap dash cams that just fill the car yeah, up and then yeah. reboot over, and then wait till somebody crashes. Yeah, once you see the ambulance, go hit stop on hit all stop of them. Because <laughs> you know you got gold in there somewhere. Edit it. You've got every angle, slow down, slow motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 120 frames a second. Of the last year. Yeah, uh, the girl yeah. that went up and lost power on her bike and yeah. came down hard. Oh, in the, in the they had videos. Yeah, they had I videos. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was sad, but it was. Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> what happened? I missed it. She was doing tricks like going up that ramp and yeah. jumping, and when she was coming up the ramp, I guess her bike lost power. And she came down super hard, <laughs> and they had to get. I mean, she busted herself up. Oh man, it's yeah, on, it's, it's on YouTube. She she mm. got she got messed up pretty bad. <laughs> They, they did, it you is. know. You sicko. Well, I mean, hey. You're choosing to jump a dirt bike ramp to ramp well, on a concrete floor. Yeah. You know what you're getting involved with. At no point do you walk around and go, I wonder if that concrete's hard. 
That'd feel good on my head. You know that concrete's <laughs> fucking hard. It's like Olympic yeah. diving into an empty pool. Right. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. They're 45, 65 feet in the air before they start coming down again. You, your spark plug misfires one time, and you don't make your launch velocity. You're screwed. And all of a sudden, your whole day's ruined. You expected yeah. a brat, and you got a brat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was two ounces too low in my gas tank, you know, Jeez. and that's when, and that's really, really tough. I mean, that's that's that that's coming down at the worst possible time. The I love beer. I love beer. Beer's good. <laughs> beer, beer loves you. It makes winter a lot better. Oh boy, does it ever? The uh, when? What do you think? the medical benefits of riding a motorcycle might be. Because we all know about the risks. Stress Mental reduction. acuity. That's what I was going to say. They say riding burns like 200 calories per hour or something like that. It's more than running. <laughs> it's up there with sex. Maybe it's not, not, up, not as more, but... So right. you can drink a beer and take a ride and... Yeah. So you got to keep riding. I ride a motorcycle all day. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can't <laughs> ride... ride yeah, no. you know what I mean. <laughs> I've ridden some stupid long distance rides, and I can assure you that I don't feel like I'm participating in any athletic endeavor when I've been sitting in the chair for six hours. Yeah. You, you need know. to do enduro cross, like Ooh, go, that's a have whole to push your bike through yeah. muddy holes, oh, God. And hill climbs. It doesn't even have to be that. Just like, true adventure riding where you're on gravel, where you're on oh, where, you're, where you're standing you all stand the time. Up. I, I guarantee you, your, your knees are clamped on the tank. You're I'm I mean, about to say, are, it's a real thing where guys literally anyway. have to get their, they get so much arm pump yeah. that they have to actually get their, their, yeah. their muscles bulged to the point where they have to slit the, oh, like, it's, it can, it's Supercross riders or motocross yeah. riders, those guys are in phenomenal shape. Yeah, They're yeah. Fucking, but you're not kidding about gravel. Yeah, gravel. You're burning 500 calories. That's just my butt hole opening. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just my butt just pinching down. Yeah. Just grabbing the seat. It's, Kegels. it's motorcycle Kegels for your butt hole. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? I did 9,000 Kegels on my way up here. Yeah. Your butt hole sent you out tentacles that wrapped around the seat. <laughs> I don't anymore. Okay. I'm locked on, baby. When my back goes out. And I ride a standard. Yeah. It actually relaxes. My, my back loosens up. Right. Hmm. Yeah. But if, we, if I was riding a cruiser, so I don't think it would do the same thing. But if I'm on a standard format motorcycle, mm-hmm. when I'm riding with a, a back spasms, I, they go away. Yeah. So. Well, you yeah. get that perfect thing where you're just laying on the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're I not, love that feeling. You're not holding back. You're not la- getting blown off the bike. You're not yeah. hanging over the bike. You're There's just that magic you're at neutral buoyancy. 80, 80 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, depends yeah. on the bike, yeah. of course. But it's yeah. like 80 miles an hour when it's like I have like zero pressure on my fingertips. I'm just, just like, using enough muscles to hold the throttle open. And my whole chest, my whole upper body is just perfectly supported by the wind. And that's like... Really feels good. It does. Bike. Yeah, and then you put it into a cruiser position, and then it's just trying to rip you off the bike. And then you, <laughs> so, and then you fall asleep, and then you're in the ditch. <laughs> and then you're, uh, I do then kinda, you're sleeping in the ambulance. I do <laughs> kind of someday just want to build the bike where it's just like a lounge chair where you're fully supported back. And I don't want the grip. I want like handlebars that are just sort of like this. You mean the perfect ergonomic motorcycle with armrests? With armrests, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, it's basically a task chair like this. Isn't that the helix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could kind of just two finger it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the helix. Uh-huh. Oh no! When <laughs> Steph- oh yeah. When Stefan came back from the, his first Lake Erie loop, 
He started the Lake Erie Loop, which is how many miles? 600? 650 miles around Lake Erie. Right. In so he started tour. it on a Yamaha Vino. Mm-hmm. 50. 50. 50, right. And he ended it 26 hours later, two hours after the event was over, on a Yamaha 50 with a office chair taped to it. <laughs> so he had decided that the stock seat was not doing it for him. Right. So he garbage picked an office chair and put an office chair where the stock seat was. What did he do with the stock seat? I have no idea. I think he strapped it to the back of the office. He got jammed up his right. ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he came in riding an office chair. Nice. Because he was ergonomically, he was not satisfied with the appointments of a, a Yamaha Vino 50. That's what I've always liked about standard bikes, too, is having a long loaf seat. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't look cool, but I can move yeah, all the way up right. for a while. Yeah. I can move middle. Yeah. Yeah. I can go all the way back, put my feet yeah. on the passenger pegs. Oh, yeah. I got, you know, lots of options. On long rides, seats. I become my own passenger on the Super T. I sit yeah. on mm-hmm. the back seat. Yeah, I'm just when, I was, when I was doing the Lake Erie Loop, I would usually put an extra set of foot pegs. So I'd have front foot pegs, right. passenger pegs, right. and another set of pegs back on the shock bolts. Mm-hmm. So three, three sets of pegs. Yeah. Yeah. Stretch out. I still stand by the policy. I can ride till the cows come home if I have three riding positions to do it. Mm-hmm. So on certain motorcycles I've had where you didn't have three riding positions. I hate step seats. A bike that limits your ability to move around really can cause problems. If I, Even psychologically, I get on the bike and I, if I can't get myself into three positions before I roll out, I'm going to be tired of that bike in an hour. Step seats can be okay if they're done right. Like on my bike, I, I can. My knees are bad, so after about an hour or two hours of riding, like sitting like this, if I sit on the back seat, I can literally put my legs straight on the pegs, and that's a whole game changer. If you can get up, get up on the step. Sometimes I do that. You know, like yeah. oh, okay, hop up here. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a big thing. Like that that level of calisthenics. Um, our friend Bex, you know, she did that. She's ridden cross country the whole thing, you know, and. She was saying that her and uh, Henry were doing yoga. So they had developed, like, on-bike yoga. Oh, sure. So th- how cool is that, that you're figuring out stretches and things that you yeah. can do and still propel the bike down the road at 80 miles an hour so that you're kind of not just locking into one muscle position, that you're kind of, like, moving around and still maintaining control of the vehicle. Yeah. Because when I'm driving in the truck a long time, you know, the other, you know that last trip I did was 36 hours. Mm. Of me behind the wheel, but I was I wasn't sitting in one place for thirty six hours. I was like putting my hand up on the roof and stretching my back out, and you know putting my feet on the dashboard and like all kinds of crazy crap. Cranking one off. You can actually. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I actually, there is Nebraska. I can, I hurt myself. I mean, you can actually have serious health issues. I mean, I killed a whole muscle in my leg on one of the Lake Erie loops Lake because. I stayed in a tuck the whole way. My legs all... Being, you locked up for 11 hours. I locked up for 11 hours. Yeah. Well, guess what? The next day, I couldn't lift my foot up. Yeah. Like, Jeez. ridiculous. Like, no amount of thinking, no amount of anything. Like, it was done. Yeah. Nerves yeah. were dead. Couldn't shift. Six. It took me Jeez. probably a good six months before yeah. I could actually... And I can tell the difference in my legs. Like, like it had to regrow muscles to be able to lift my oh, foot up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of, it's not deep vein thrombosis. We're not talking about anything like that. We're just talking about that sort of being in a locked position for that long. Uh, it was really bad. It probably cut blood off to a big portion of your muscle tissue. I'm an idiot. I never went to a doctor or tried to do anything about it. I was just like, mm. <laughs> But it was seriously, I couldn't shift right. a motorcycle. No, you like, were fucked. I had to I heel shift a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw this guy twice on, on uh, 
90 going to out to New York. He was on a venture, like a, a venture. Is oh, yeah. What? Yeah. He was sitting up, uh, leaned up against the back. He was with his feet on the handlebars. Both feet mm -hmm. were on the handlebars. He was leaning back like this. I don't know if those things have cruise yeah. control or yeah. he had a throttle lock. But he was actually sitting in the passenger seat, yeah. leaned back, and his feet were up on the handlebars. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw him going there. I saw him coming back, yeah. and I was the first time I thought he was just like just doing, just being a no. whatever. But <laughs> it's like the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen the YouTube video, and yeah. I could very easily, you know, any one of us, if you really wanted you to try it. that, yeah. stunt, you probably could. I'm going to say it's 60 but, miles an hour. Those two gyroscopes. I mean, are not going to. Yeah. What's that? But I'm saying he was he was doing it for a half hour. Sure. Well, those two gyroscopes. The only thing that you're doing is fucking their game up. And you're great for ha for right. until a fucking deer goes up. Exactly. Yeah, or until yeah, yeah, a like car it. changes lanes. Yeah, because I, I assure you, if that road's not crowned, and you get off the bike, and it's going 60 miles an hour, it's going to keep going, going 60 miles yeah. forever. You know, As long as there's nothing to impede it. I mean, we've all seen the videos where a dude chases a bike down for the better part of you know five or six miles... And the bike's just happily cruising well, And it along. doesn't take 60. You ever see the stunt 12, riders yeah, when they drop their hour, bike yeah, at yeah, 5 and the yeah. thing's fucking gone, It's man. just it's gone. Just right, yeah. yeah. And you're like, well, call me when you get wherever Go you're going, on. buddy. <laughs> I sure did like you, buddy, but you can call me whenever you get where you're going. The, uh, it's a, uh, that kind of, I mean, that kind of a thing is, uh, a, as far as a rider goes to me, that, that idea of what the physicality is of riding a bike and that being Part of the bike and riding around, it's. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Can I, I mean, tell my stupid carburetor story now? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, please. It's not do. motorcycle related. Yeah, this has obviously been the week of snow machines for me. Yes, it has. And I won't get into the whole fucking snowmobile debacle. You guys already know what's going on with that. This so was those two Macoonies. What's that? So that's a triple, right? It's a triple. Yeah. It's a triple. <laughs> it's a triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this was. I thought you know, snowblower. Is that a road tax motor in there? I'm not talking about the snowblower. Or a snowmobile, snow snow whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> you would triple in your snowblower. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I would, didn't blow my snowmobile. <laughs> but uh, snowblower, probably you couldn't, shouldn't even really call it a carburetor. It's basically just a, a main. And there's no pilot circuit no, or anything like. It's just a main jet. Yep. It runs at the same speed all the time. Mm -hmm. I fired it up earlier. Somebody gave it to me. I put gas in it. It ran. It ran right. great. And then first snow comes along, I fire it up. It doesn't run. It doesn't run great. <laughs> it doesn't run great. It only <laughs> runs well in warm weather. <laughs> so I thought maybe I immediately Random thought part. it was choke. It seemed like the choke was on, and then like it was flooding out. I knew it was flooding out, yeah. and I'm like something's fucked up. With, and I thought I had a float issue. Mm -hmm. Fucked around for hours. Didn't want to pull. I was like, it has. It's stupid. It's almost like they made it so like. You can't pull the carburetor off. Well, mm. I pulled the carburetor. Right. I eventually, but that was only after I swapped float poles and everything out, and play. And then it has a stupid little snorkel, so you couldn't see through the carburetor. So it was only after I had fucked around for like two hours dicking with this thing. I'm like, I can't get a fucking snowblower running. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, there's carburetors are a better. It's like a single shot pipe. Yes, it it's, it's yeah. a simple it's not even a car. It's, it's not a, 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 a pack of your weed and yeah. smoke it out of it. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'm, just, I'm meticulously blowing the whole thing out and everything, and I, you, I, all of a sudden I, I look down and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, 
what had happened, the critter... What had happened was... ...had somehow put the cap of an acorn nut... Yeah. ...in between the choke and the throttle plate. Get out of here. So it was perfectly lined up. Perfectly, perfectly lined up. And it was acting as a choke. I'm like, there's... I'm like... After I switched floats and stuff from another motor that I had and everything, I'm like... well, I guess it's not the float. I thought I had a sunk float. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's little air filters on them. And then, and then it took me forever to get that little... I'm like, how did that get in there? I can't, he had a little note that I, said, hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Oh, thinking of you. Fuck you, Johnny. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> because you've got a snowblower that's giving you shit right now, too. Same story. I took the whole thing apart. I've worked on a better part of the afternoon, and... Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I still didn't get around. So. Yeah, well, they went to Nick rallies. And yeah. 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 yeah, he gave up, had a few I'll beers. See you tomorrow. Oh, I don't rallies. give up. I can't give up. Yeah, give up. Well, you're working all day tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to work the next. So yeah, your wife's gonna I saw P- So I got all three running good. Bright, yeah. bright red fire truck the other day driving yeah. down. Uh, I saw it was pulling Clifton out. Boulevard, yeah. looking for uh, going down to the grocery store. Ancillaries just on electric yeah. and DC voltage and stuff like that. One of the things that I did at work. Was we repowered one of the UPCs, unerrable mm-hmm. power supplies, mm-hmm. and that is 480 volts of DC DC power batteries. So yeah. what is that? 20 12 volt batteries or 40? Yes, tw- yeah, it's a lot of them. All in series. Mm-hmm. So there's tray Shit. after tray after tray after tray. Wow! And the guy just has to so you know bring in four new ones, right. fill this tray, bust them all up. You know, and just did that, so you built a 480 volt ba- DC battery. Wow, that's a lot of batteries. Yeah, that's a lot of cells. Uh, Juju, if you touch it, oh, yeah. 40. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. 40 batteries. When he yeah. made the final connection, he put yeah. a little suit on, put a flash yeah. shield yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, really? Double, yeah. triple rubber gloves, like yeah. taking that. cook you so fast. Yeah, yeah. we had oh. the. Burp. You know what I have? That? They have giant banks like that at uh, corner of Detroit and Olivewood, the uh, AT and T building. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole first and second floor is all batteries. Battery banks because that's all. Back up for the AT&T. Yeah, so we have a handful of our radio sites that are getting repowered like that. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is when you think about the, the duty life of those batteries, so they were from like 2012. Right. Their only time that the, so this site yeah. has a Ford V10 gas, natural gas power generator. Right. Their only job is for that split second where the power cuts out before yeah. the generator can fire up. They keep it going. Oh, the batteries take absorb oh, the shock. They, they oh, you, you don't even have a, a millisecond of lost coverage because or the batteries nothing are, powers down. Nothing because the, the magic battery, of batteries or batteries are always on. They're ready to go right now. That's interesting. So it mm. instantaneously keeps uh, keeps the power cool. on. Oh, that's super for cool. all of about twenty, maybe a second or two. I mean, however Just long to it cover takes until the generator spools up. Once the generator spools up, they bump out. So, right. you know, they're like, you know, they're from two thousand twelve, but they've had. 15 minutes of runtime in their entire they, life. In their entire life. Wow. Because is there some kind of circuit that kicks them on, or are they always part of that circuit? They're, they're always, Probably. they're there with a right. mega charger, and like yeah. when they first cut, that, the sound that that charger oh, made. It's got to be. Oh. Like, when he first, it was like a. That's pretty cool. When it was, because they're all fairly well topped up, <laughs> oh, yeah. but they still had, you know, like that charger cycles itself on once a week yeah. or something. Just you know, to like kind of knock yeah. electricity and to make sure that it's going to run when it yeah. needs. Electricity need. is like an alien thing. We were filming in Kansas City these linemen, and they were replacing a, a three hundred ninety thousand volt transmission line, mm. and it was like a cross member. So, 
I'm sitting there, and we're going to film these guys because it's one of the job things they do. So I'm sitting there on the ground. There's all these trucks parked everywhere. They're way up high, about 60 feet up, replacing this thing. Yeah. They had two bucket trucks pull the lines up. Mm-hmm. And when it was coming up to pull the line up, it was like, because it was trying yeah. to take yeah. the path. Yeah. But so I'm sitting there with this camera, and I'm filming. I'm doing all this. And the guy comes up to me, and, you know, we're pretty good about being on job sites. But the dude comes up. He's like, hey, uh, I'm like, yeah, he goes, don't, uh, I know you're about two feet away from that truck. Don't lean on it. I was like, why? He goes, oh. you'd evaporate. Yeah. I'm like, huh? And it's all the trucks were part of the, sure. they were grounded in the whole thing and stuff like that. But they yeah. didn't bother to tell me that until I was already, you know, oh, cool. two feet Until you were leaning yeah, on like, that truck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about that, the medical thing. So they did a test. They actually wired up a bunch of bike riders, motorcycle riders. I'm very happy I was not part of this test. But didn't Harley pay for this? Now that is the report. So the okay. report is that the that Harley Davidson paid funded. You know there was there was money, but it was done at US, UCLA's Semmel Institute for Neuroscience and Human Behavior. So it's not like they you know they went to the Harley Davidson labs. Right, right, right. You know, here at Muppet Labs, we've gone to great lengths to make sure our science is accurate. Right. Yeah. Pigs in space. Right. Okay. So here's interesting stuff. Uh, they recorded participants' brain activity. Before, during, and after motorcycle riding. Before, there was none. They also did it while they were driving a car, and they did it while they were resting. They also compared it to people who are uh, meditation people. The next word you're going to say is endorphins. I did not. I don't even think I have to. Okay. (laughs) So here's what they got. This whole idea is you're using parts of the brain and you're kind of exploring parts of the brain that they find only being used by people who are doing, like, the guided meditation or the, you know, <coughs> that meditation. So all your spiritual hippie friends and shit who are talking about, like, you know, getting into meditation, you'd be like, I'm way the fuck ahead of you. I got a Kawasaki. <laughs> so, right? I've been meditating for years. Uh, here's the deal. Riding a motorcycle decreased the hormonal biomarkers of stress mm-hmm. by 28%. Damn. Uh, despite all the other horse shit up front, if you can reduce the effects of stress by 28%, that's huge. Uh, 28% 100% of the time. Yes. (laughs) Riding a bike for 20 minutes increased your heart rate by 11% and adrenaline levels by 27%, which they said is similar to light exercise. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to get 30 minutes of light exercise a day? There you go. Ride your fucking bike, bike. Right? Sensory focus was enhanced while riding a motorcycle versus driving a car, an effect that is observed in experienced meditators. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, my wife be... has been doing this experienced meditation shit for forty minutes in, in the morning and forty minutes in the afternoon. I get credit for my commute. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you work in mental. So your bike's exactly. your yogi. My bike is my yogi. That's exactly right. A hundred percent of the like. So I ride to work. Yeah. You know, anytime I can. Anytime you can. And. It makes the day a thousand percent better because you feel, already feel like you've done something cool. You did something, you know. And I have something to look forward to at the end of the day. You know what right, I can't exactly. do? I can't eat a cheeseburger while I'm riding I my bike. I cannot eat a cheeseburger. No. I cannot <laughs> smoke a cigarette. You can't text. Right. You can't some text. people, yeah, some can't people can smoke can. a cigarette. I've never tried to smoke you can a cigarette. Text. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. But I do far less texting. Right. A little bit less. I do a lot less. I've cut way back on that shit. I did. It used to be really bad about taking pictures and 
stuff while I was riding the bike, and I've cut way back. I thought you were really good at it, but okay. No, no, I developed a certain skill set, and I realized <laughs> yeah, that skill set really might good. kill me. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's hard to argue about, like, safe use of the roadway when you're, like, standing up on the gas tank to get that super cool shot. Did I miss the junk Amazon segment? Yeah, you did oh, miss the Sorry about Amazon that. Yeah. We'll do a recap for you later. Later you on. Listen to the yeah, podcast. Here's the breakdown. <laughs> suck, suck, and pretty much unusable. I am the podcast. Pretty much unusable. I'm not listening to the yeah, podcast. Exactly. What the right. fuck? <laughs> and after all these different LED lights, we've decided that we still like incandescent spent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that, brother. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You can't beat the old school. There's that's no, a 30 second recap. There's no school. It's like, like a sore school. dick. You well, can't beat it. I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah. Speaking of quality segments, <laughs> yes. I brought a gift for all of you. You did? This evening. <gasps> I haven't been here since before Christmas. That's right. Oh. I like You've to bring a little Christmas gift for my friends. Yeah. Wow. Hey, and there's certain small things that I get real pleasure out of. Like I still use the Christmas gift you got me last year. Good. I'm glad you like it. A little tadpole. Well, like, uh, you put on a brand new pair of socks. I've got the little thing, the, what was it, the multi-toolkit uh, thing okay, you, you like got that? me? Yeah, okay. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, here's a little something I got for everyone. Everyone gets the same thing this year. Is that a bag of shit? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a bag of dicks? <laughs> when I pull like it out, you're going to think, like, what the fuck? But it's like... When you draw with a perfectly sharpened pencil, okay. you yeah. get that like nice, crisp, clean feeling. Yeah. Burn it. What is it? I'm afraid. Wintertime is here. This oh. is oh, shit. a brass window scraper. Oh, a brass window scraper. These work. What? These are better than anything else in the world. When you use this on glass for the first time, you're going to say to yourself, What have I been doing? Yo, my <laughs> Nice. The brand name. I need to buy it. This motherfucker. Wow, that's sexy. <laughs> There's a story behind it. Yeah, okay. Let's, okay. Let's when, hear. when I first moved into my house 15 years ago, the previous owner left a bunch of shit in the basement, and okay. there was there was a brass window scraper. Wow. For scraping, you know, ice off your window. Right. Brass won't scratch glass. Brass. To, I mean, it, just the it, other day we had that that rainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And sucked. my fucking plastic scraper was like, "Fuck you!" You're not gonna chip <laughs> through like ice with it, right. but when you get like a frost in the morning, yeah. you drag that thing across the window. Clean, you're gonna like jizz in your pants. Shaved, wow. It is it's like, be like shaved ice. It is. It goes it, through. It, hold your cup right there. Make your margarita. Just in time, too. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I want to hear the story. Well, but this is no bullshit. Like I have that thing, and it gives me like such joy when I use it. And I was at an old-fashioned hardware store the other day, which happens to be in Lakewood. I'm right. sure some of you they are familiar with it. And um, they had these brass scrapers in there. And I was like, wow. holy fuck! They're brass window scrapers. So when you drag a piece of gr- brass across your window, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so why is this not more popular? It seems to be a know. lot of science. Right. It's it's he told me, the guy that runs the hardware store Glenn? is a um, yeah Glenn. Right? <laughs> he said it's a, a family owned company. This Yo-ho. Yoho company, whatever. <laughs> and he said the same thing when he saw them in the catalog. He was like, "Holy shit! I didn't know they still made those." <laughs> so in this day of like throwaway plastic bullshit, right. and if you're a hoe, LEDs your that don't know. work. I was about to say, this is just a suggestion. Like, yo, ho, get outside and clean my windshield. Yo, ho, like Peggy. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Let me know how it works. I hope you're excited about our clean windshield. I am. Let's get some motherfucking snow and frost, man. I know. Have a Volkswagen you can use on the inside of your windshield. So I've been using my debit card. I yeah, 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 right. I use credit card or the. Is it proper to hold it like a pencil and it just is, sort yeah. of do the Bob Ross? 
Yeah. yeah. Happy little, happy little, happy little, happy little life. <laughs> it is such a, like, a satisfying feeling because that glass is so smooth and it, Actually, every fall, I take my file and I dress the edge yeah. of that, you know? Yeah, you There's nothing like a finely shorn windshield. Yes, yeah. there is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was so brass, yeah, brass ice scraper is the way to fucking go. Yeah. You need to get this in the show notes, by the way. We can. Oh, yeah? Yo-ho? Yeah. 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 We'll do a, a group yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go. all go home, we'll do a group shot with yeah. our yo-hos. Yeah. Um, and our lasers. Would you guys oh, like yeah. to know? Yeah, it's been a night of gifts. Uh, it's Festivus. Would you guys like to know that... Airing of the grievances? Yes. Mm. Okay. A thing has Feats happened... Feats of strength. Yeah. A thing has happened regarding our future ownership of our motorcycles that, not joking, has kicked the door open that we thought had gotten closed with fuel injection. Because what's everybody's complaint about fuel-injected motorcycles? They run too well. It yeah. runs great. <laughs> I can't well, tinker with it. And bingo. That's exactly okay. it. That's what everyone says. Oh, They're I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Everyone says the same thing. Everyone says, oh, you I fucking... can't fuck it up. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I can't put my dick beaters all over it and fuck it all up. I can't make gas come out the tailpipe. There, you, there's man. hope on the horizon. <laughs> okay. So, what has just happened? I mean, it's fresh. Yeah, I just saw this. Yeah, Yamaha has done what every other company has been resisting is not just an OBD scanner but an app for your phone so you now can go into your ECU and alter it and it's a free fucking app oh dude that's dangerous well you think about like um all but it's not dangerous. It's actually brilliant open sorcery. Because you could always, you're always going to be able to go to default to the factory right. settings. Mm. Exactly. Oh, okay. You'll I'm always be able to go EPA back. EPA will let I'm you sure. do that, though. And this is my point. They have got to, they they have got to have somebody sit around. One of their techno nerds. Oh, it's limited. So the guy with the desk next to Oscars. Yeah. Right. Has sat <laughs> and has said. <laughs> We can go this far. Yeah. yeah. And because they're premiering it in their motocross stuff. So they're premiering it in their motocross stuff oh, where there yeah. is a litany mm-hmm. of changes that one would make, right. pipes, etc., power performance profiles and everything else. And clearly it's for off-road use only. Right. Right? So, but quote, quote, quote. This is exactly the point. It took one company... To, to open it up. Because this is what it's been. It has been, you, there's been, this is the ECU, this is uncrackable, this is on lockdown. The code doesn't exist out in the world to, here's a power commander, which then takes all of the sources of data that the ECU relies upon and lies say, about them. Did you say sorcery? Yes. <laughs> open sorcery. I'm going to patent the term, open sorcery. The, uh, but here's, why this is dig. We we all have been operating in the Power Commander world now for almost 20 years where we've all been saying, I want to alter the performance of my motorcycle or fix something that the factory had set up too lean that was causing a problem. I've sung the praises of a, of a Power Commander away to fuel injection. You're going to trick the ECU into behaving the way that you want it to by exactly. feeding it maybe false data. They, yep. they do it through like 
Temperature, you know. Everything. Whatever. Everything. ECU flashes, all this shady stuff. Send it to your ECU to some dude in Botswana, get it back with the ECU flash. Well, and that's always, and this has been our thing. This is what we've had to resort to, was waiting for somebody else to take apart an ECU electronically Mm -hmm. with a laptop and go, okay, now we have access to it. You send me your ECU, and for $300, I will change things and send it back to you but you have no flexibility there you're getting what he's giving you and then it turns into okay well now there's different companies have different programs that exist but none of them have ever been from the manufacturer not one ever has been Mm, no manufacturer has ever said oh by the way that magic black box here's the keys yeah yeah. We, we might have not exactly got it right the first time. So and even if you many, found a key to the you black know many, box. How many wires go to the fuel pump? Right. Two. Two. Exactly. So the fuel pump runs at the same pressure all the time. All the time. How many wires go to the fuel injector? Exactly. Two. Two. Yeah. So it's you have the same it's, pressure. It's off run. Yeah. So all it's a matter is how long. Timing. It's a momentary all switch timing. and how long that momentary yeah. switch stays open. It's mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. That's all fuel injection systems are. Everything else is timing. It's all um, it's all duration. How long do I keep that injector open? Mm-hmm. The I manufacturer said for years, some, we're not going to let you control those switches. We're right. going to control them. Yeah. Right. Okay, so you're going to bring up the exception which proves it. Well, no, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're yeah. right. But I mean, in cars, they yes. have variable uh, uh, manif- uh, common rail pressure. And Absolutely. You're right. And there's also, and we also have variable valve timing is a thing that's become very mm-hmm. aware. We, we're all aware mm-hmm. of variable valve timing. CVVVT. Everything, can, right? Can Mass airflow right. or manifold so intake pressure. The idea being, I'm so happy that Yamaha took this step. Now, yes, it may be a completely nerfed out safe thing. But it does give you some parameters. It's going to be two weeks before somebody comes up with a different box That's that the pumps the side. There's yep. so many troll like in, like forum nerds out there yeah. just buying 55 gallon drums of lube so they can just oh if you're not at 1.9.3 percent exactly you're an right. idiot. <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for it. I mean, I, that's a right step in the yes, that's is. a good step in We're the right direction because closer. you could pirate. Well, I don't like that it's Yamaha. That's still too expensive. I want a Chinese company to come in. I love the fact that this is And strange. I want to be I want to be able to swipe a, a fuel injector and an ECU off of a Chinese scooter right. yeah. and put it on a Goldwing right. <laughs> and then program it to whatever I want <laughs> oh, yeah. for, for 200 bucks and fuel inject a Goldwing. I think there's an 86 SCI right. for 2,500 bucks right now outside yeah. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, there's, look, the way that... The way that we move forward when we're talking about electrical things, when we're talking about anything that involves programming, anything that involves, quote, a code, the way that we can move forward into it is by having any manufacturer acknowledge the fact that there are benefits to altering the tuning of a thing Mm -hmm. within safe parameters. And we also know that here at the dealership, we have... The bikes show up on day one. Like, the bike shows up on the day one that's available to the, mm-hmm. to the public. On some of these bikes, we have seen version 7 of the ECU program mm-hmm. within three months. Jeez. Because the bike comes out and they realize, oh, man, this thing that we originally set up in Italy or in Japan or wherever on their version of 89-octane gas just doesn't work good in Ohio on our version of 87-octane gas. 
or the the bike has a problem. The altitude. Yeah, altitude. Yeah. There's a lot of variables, and they find out that in the testing or in the problems when dealers call in and say, look, we've got 80 of your bikes here that we've got out in, in the world, and they're having a pretty similar symptom mm. when our customers do this. And they go, shit. Their so tuning is based on a bell-shaped curve, yes. a parabola, yep. where, you know, we're... we're this is the most number. It's this is, but yeah. if you're an outlier, if you're you in some it. other thing, like it's, it's not going to. And work I would you. love to be able to say here at the dealership, or even to my consumer at home, you know what, Chris, I understand you're having problems with your Moto Guzzi, and you're you're wanting to run the 91 octane in it, which is great, and I have no problem with that. But why don't you hook up your phone to your bike? Let's see what data you're getting. Let's yeah. give you that same kind of access that we might have here. Yeah. With our, you know, our pad system, our navigator system, what are your numbers? What are you getting? What are your yeah. temperatures? What? Okay, let's push this up a little bit. Let's change that. Yeah, that's the sniffer. Well, You're going to be able to take sensor. humidity yeah. and yeah. your temp, air temperature. Right. So well, people are going to make it so you well. don't have to do right. anything. It'll yeah. be an so, automatic so, sniffer. Right. Change this. Why don't oh. you, yeah. You go check the weather. Right. What's the barometric pressure? Yeah. What's the ambient temperature? Yeah. So What's all everything things, going yeah. in? The guys at the drag then, strip are doing right now. When you when you watch these guys the at the drag strip, nobody's yeah. fucking with their engines. No. They have laptops out. They're like, okay, right. what's it going to be? In a, when's our next run? Two hours? Right. All right, the pressure's going to be this, blah, blah, whatever. And your bike, if you own a modern motorcycle, that's already happening. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's that's happening. You have those sensors. I can tell you where they are. Um Engine temperature, ambient temperature, yes. all that. Yeah, air pressure. At, you know, all of this is all being calculated already by that little weather station that you're riding around on. The fact that you don't have something on the dashboard that tells you what the ambient temperature is pisses me off to no end. Anytime I ride a fuel injected motorcycle and it doesn't tell me what the ambient air temperature is on the dashboard, I get pissed because I'm like. The bike knows. How come mm-hmm. I can't know? The bike knows the fuel rate. So why don't they put the fuel rate on there? They and could. They tell you yeah. well, how economically you're right. Zero does. Yeah. They put the kilowatt hours, the because KW per any hour. Oil well, that's a good point, too. Right. Do you want to tune for stuff. performance or yeah. do you want to tune for economy? The, I, right. yeah. You could have three, four settings. Well, that's and it might be the uh, manufacturers out, too, that they're giving you these controls now mm-hmm. that they have to give you the bike that meets EPA standards, that meets... Mm-hmm. You know, for for fuel economy, for emissions, everything else. Now you can go in there and you can say, "I got this bike that meets all these EPA standards, but I can fuck with it. I can like optimally tune it for performance right. or for and EPA be damned." But I can make that decision, Absolutely. but the manufacturer can't make that decision. Right, but it might come down to like what John was saying: a dumbed down version of three or four options. Yep. Base boost or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Base boost. It's just like oh, it's a loudness button. Do this Okay, and you're done. Slow and not even it. not even levels, but at least just a specific three or four right. common that they'll spread out your bell mm-hmm. curve, and you hit those rough spots, right. and just pick the one that uh, it'll come with a wizard. Do you like to go fast or slow? Well, yeah. hey, <laughs> boom, yeah. that programmable rideability, because. Yeah. Everybody's going to have their different opinion of what the ride is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So having yeah. we, I've got plenty of motorcycles out here that have a button on the dashboard that are touring, sport, mm-hmm. or eco. Yep. Yep. Right. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. There gasoline powered motorcycles in my shop right now that you can press that button and make those three changes. I mean, I'm sure there's a tune that would make the engine run as smooth as possible. I mean, why can't? Mm-hmm. Well, so right. cheers to Yamaha. Yeah. Good job, Yamaha for being the first to bring it out so that it's a free app for their owners of their bikes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not a dumb app. It's not a dumb marketing idea either. Because as a person that may be considering purchasing a bike, do I want the bike that I have to go through a fucking hairy ordeal <clears throat> to try and tweak and modify and alter? Or do I want the bike that literally gives me an app? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Honda. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, mm-hmm. Yamaha. Oh, Yamaha's getting a lot of my attention lately. Yeah. So I, I will admit I'm digging on the Yamahas a lot more lately. Yeah. They're, they're doing some pretty... Cool. I can't hate on Yamaha. No, you got your Super T. Oh, it's a, it's a good world. But you know what? Maybe maybe Kawasaki yeah. killed the KLR so they could focus on doing something cool. Though. Well, that's the thing. There's something going to come out. You know, they're not going to yeah. leave that segment unattended for fuck's sake. I right. mean, yeah. You know, every time we, every day I do anything, I get a Kawasaki KLR fanboy in here. I mean, this is like <laughs> I got I got the deer on the table with the guts out. I'm going to get the hunters in here talking about it. You know, so everybody who comes in here and sees a KLR with his body work off. You know, they got to get their dick beaters all over it and figure out, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, Did you put the bolt through the subframe. What do you got? Oh, over there? <laughs> no, no. What do they all say? What's what? the first word out of their mouth? Do the doohickey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Clearly, you've you been do here. The doohickey. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do the doohickey yet? Yeah. Anybody who's ever sat next to a kid in Kawasaki class knows about the doohickey. They all know the doohickey. And everybody fucking everybody loves to show you that they know about the doohickey. I heard on the new Kawasaki app you can install the doohickey through the app. <laughs> in fact, in fact, if you don't do it, the timing chain just blows out of the light. You gotta hit the fucking button. Did you do the doohickey yet? No, dude, I got the app. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think those even need the doohickey they though, don't. do they? No, not the new ones, yeah. You know, that's early. They changed it. Yeah. Um, so if anybody likes uh, that 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 TV channel, uh, YouTube, <laughs> so if anybody wants to watch on the YouTube channel, just type in like KZ900, KZ1000, Cleveland Moto, you will get... Oh, I saw a little bit of that. People who've never listened to the podcast are get having... get FaceTime with Uncle Phil. ...are having yeah. very <laughs> strong reactions to that video. I haven't seen the comments, though. Uh, I've been getting a lot of email. Yeah. Uh, but I've been getting a lot of strong <laughs> opinions about my... I've... I, I'm waiting for the Yelp reviews to start coming in. I'm waiting for somebody to give me a Yelp review on my YouTube videos. What was the, what was the tire that you said? I gotta, I got uh, We'll make them watch, yeah, watch the video. Yeah, yeah, We'll make them watch the video because I can just imagine the comments from that. It's been good. Uh, oh. Yeah, and then in the in one of the ultimate senses of irony, the you know our shop opens at the crack of eleven, yeah. and so uh, I get into the shop today at about you know ten forty five or whatever. And I, I thought it was strange because the lights were on at 10.45. The van hadn't been moved from its defensive position yet. So the van was still in a defensive posture, yet there was a customer's car in the parking lot with the motor running and somebody sitting in it. And I saw the lights were on, and I came in and I found a dude <laughs> telling Renee about he was going to come in in March and buy the KZ900. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to come in in March. In March. And buy the KZ900. Oh, you're gonna hear the like, whole. The government shutdown's got holding up my check, so oh, oh, oh. Hey, I gotta put it on a laser way. But no, he uh, he did assure us that he was coming in in March to buy the KZ900. At which point, I was like, the blue one and the green one. The blue one. Okay. The, the blue one's a KZ900. The green one's KZ1000. So, okay. so that means you're gonna have to listen to three months of shit for well, him coming back over and over again. This is not his first time being in the shop. Oh fuck. Okay. He came in three months ago to tell me how he was going to buy the bike in a month. But So, anywho, yeah, I kind of, I was just like, wow, so soon. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be a hell of a Friday, isn't it? 
And usually we get the crazy people on Thursday here at the shop. Friday is usually legit stuff. So we had legit people yesterday that bought bikes and, like, did commerce. So it turns out the clock's just off a little bit right now, so the winter differential. But I, rather than telling him to just chase him out of the shop with a machete or something, uh, I just said, like, well, you know, the problem with KZs is we've had a number of people come in and give me the impression that they were going to buy these bikes. However, they're operating in a fantasy world <laughs> of their childhood dream of owning a KZ. <laughs> and they see one in front of them, and now they feel like they have to convince me that they have the means to make a $4,000 purchase. It's like the dog chasing the fire truck. When the fire truck stops, the dog doesn't know what to do. The dog yeah. can't drive it. Just walks right. away. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's some listeners out there. It's that like goes, guys that goes to a prostitute because he wants the girlfriend experience. Right. right. He wants <laughs> to get the remote control knocked out of his hand. Yeah. So I'm sure there's some listeners out there that have the same, because now I'm inquisitive because you mentioned this. False pregnancy. So if you go back to Scooter Guy four yeah. months ago where you talked quite a bit about him, the guy that had you underneath to show the drain plugs of the scooter and yeah. you put the deposit and everything. I took pictures of him lying on my floor. <clears throat> yeah. Did he? Is it? Was it? Is it still a done deal? Did he ever? Because we were oh, we yeah. kind of left in limbo. Oh, I'm sorry. That's there. a good comeback. That's a good, yeah, that's there. a really good yeah. callback. Yeah. So yes, scooter guy who yeah. literally was laying on my floor right. did buy the Vespa GTS, oh, the nice. tan one that I couldn't yeah. sell for love or money, couldn't get rid of the oldest Vespa on my floor. He bought it, and then he proceeded to watch every single robot video. Every single motorsport video. And then, because he sounds like Boris Karloff, Mm -hmm. he he comes in, he's I want to have the modulator for the turn signals. So the turn signals will shut off automatically. (laughs) And so it turns out, what he's done is he has chosen too many accessories. Ah. He has, in fact, cracked the code of things that are sold for the GTS 300. Wow. He has purchased too many of them mm-hmm. and taken advantage of our very liberal, like, nearly free installation. Oh. But the point is, we are now rubbing... We're crossing the streams, Right, is the nicest way to put it. His next accessory is going to have to be a new stator. And well, no, the, <laughs> the real problem is he's done, like, an LED running light upgrade, so he's turned his turn signals into running lamps. Okay. And then added turn signals to those. There's been a lot of this, you know, the replacement of incandescence with LEDs mm-hmm. and the addition of running lamps and the addition of flashing lights. Are those like lights. buddies where they have the built-in lights, but you still have to have the now, stock lights? Now, this is a 300, or? so they have the, the down-low <laughs> ones, but then you add a bulb to it, et cetera, and you go LED with it. However, all of these things, when you add to them the device that automatically cancels the turn signals... Mm-hmm. doesn't work anymore. ...stops everything from working. Oh, wow. <laughs> because you've added one too many links to the chain. Mm-hmm. And it is that a CAN bus system, then? Well, that's an excellent thing that you bring up. So, yeah, so that's the problem is when you're working with modern electrical systems, especially... There's no, there's no blinker relay. It's built into the ECU. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because the blinker relay is built Learned into the ECU... Hard. Yes, it's a very difficult lesson to learn. <laughs> Try it with a, uh, what was it, an X9. Yeah. Where is the, tear the, the whole bike apart. Right. Where is the fucking, We can't find a blinker relay. There's no relay. It's in the fucking thing. Yeah. Why yeah. won't the left turn signal blink? Right. Yeah. The left front turn signal right. won't, blink. won't blink. The left rear one will blink. The what? left front one won't blink. So what do you do? 
Replace the fucking replace speedometer. Replace the ECU. Oh, the speedometer <laughs> cluster. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. That one we had to replace the speedometer. Four pounds of air right. to the rear tire. Right. <laughs> Even though the ECU, and yes, you're right. Even though the flash unit is contained in the goddamn ECU, the speedometer is what has the resistors in it. Oh. For the turn signal the flash. For the flash. So that you're, you're, <laughs> that's your load for it's the flash. So wait, do they tell you this anywhere in no. any service manual? No. No? No. No, there's uh, no trouble. I took an X9 right. completely apart. apart. He had that thing completely <laughs> apart. Because we were like, okay, we did find out that the ECU, the flash component, we did the wiring diagram. Yeah. And you looked in the wiring diagram, you're like, okay, well, the flasher is clearly built into the ECU. Yeah. And, you know, the, the wiring diagram on an X9 looks like, you know, the London Underground. Man. Right. You know, I'm not saying I wasn't an right. idiot. I'm just like, I need to find out what the fuck's wrong with Who would have thunk thing? it, right? Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so you, we're talking to Piaggio. We're like, so you're saying that we need to replace the ECU because the turn signal doesn't flash? Yeah. Right. And they're like, yep. Jeez. Because they're just where we are. You know, yeah. they're like they're like one one blonde one ahead oh, of where we are. Right? Talking to like Kimco or, you know, like the, you know, the helpline. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let me bring you up to speed. Okay, you no, you don't really. Right. You're not going to be able to help. This you're, not gonna be able you're not where I'm at. I know way more than you do. You're not even where I'm at. But like the, the connection of what you just said is the equivalent yeah. of like your upstairs toilet won't flush. Yes. You have to turn on the light in the garage. Exactly. Like, yes. Literally. Yes. And that was, this whole thing was all about if we would have spent the $1,000 to get a new ECU, mm-hmm. it still wouldn't have fixed the problem. No. And we would have had to reprogram the keys. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's yeah. like not even like the toilet in the bathroom. So how did you guys figure out? Garage how did you figure out the speedometer? That had to be a shot in the dark. Well, we looked at the wiring diagram. We said the only other place. Well, that no, you, you start following after you have yep. all the bodywork torn right. off the bike, yeah. and you start <laughs> following the, right. the, the the wire back, and it goes into the back of the speedometer, right. and you're like. Wait a Where's second. the fucking turn? So I was a turn single right. hooked to the back of the speedometer, right. and not just. And by the way, not just a wire, right? But all of the wires oh, oh, oh. for the turn signal went into the back of the speedometer. Yeah. It was like a twenty-four pin connector or something right. yeah, like, that went into the back of the speedometer. Oh wait, this, oh Digitech. Oh. oh Digitech, we got that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's where electrons go to die. Oh, geez. yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's you know. Yeah, turn signals check in, but they don't check they don't out. They don't check out. Yeah. No. yeah, and it's only because the customer complains, like, wait, no, no, yeah, that, that front left turn signal that you replaced, it's out again. Yeah, because we did replace the bulb, and it did work. Oh wow! For a while. Yeah. yeah so that's a so that resistor was sort of the load. Yeah, saying. the load yeah. was yeah. enough to work. Right. Yeah. The resistor was okay when the bulb was brand new, brand new, fresh. It, it was, was not. It was okay only after. offering a little resistance. <laughs> <laughs> it was futile. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm very confused. <laughs> ah! Oh Cut my it. god! <laughs> oh, no. The other thing I got to work on today was the um, uh, SWAT APC. Their uh, their armor personnel carrier. Is it tracked or wheeled? Wheeled. Okay. All Big right. wheels. All right. Yeah. It's fun. Big got to crawl inside there. Is it a? Is it some leftover piece of military equipment, or do you think it was special built? Uh, no, it's it's military. It yeah. was twenty seven years old or something. Yeah, because like they that. got rid of. So that was what our. But they've adapted it. They, they put like a bumper on it, and right. they put an arm Ooh. that that flops out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's Sir Lancelot. Yeah. Right. It's a big fly squatter. <laughs> so it can. <laughs> it the front can poke, of it says, "Have a nice yeah. day." And a metal plate. It can poke through your front door yeah. if it needs yeah. to, yeah. and then lights, <laughs> sirens, yeah. loudspeakers. Come oh. out with your hands up, or we're coming fucking in. Ah. Uh, question. On Sounded this vehicle, great. 
Really? It was very quiet for yeah. what it is. Is it a big diesel? Sure. Big diesel. Yeah, big diesel. Yeah. And it's a four wheel? Yeah, four wheel drive. Right. Big uh, tires about that wide. Right. About the stone. Like the one in Dyard? <laughs> Black. Black, of course. Pointy of course. nose? Fuck it. Made it, make it pink. You call it mother. Oh. So here's my question Does it have a fire suppression system? I didn't get the Because a lot of military vehicles from that era do. I, I recall seeing a red tank. Excellent. That looked like a fire extinguisher, but I don't know if that's an actual suppression system. For all of my friends out there who may be <clears throat> interested in personal freedoms and don't like the jackbooted look, like look of your actual law enforcement when they stop being to serve and protect and they all start to look like fucking Nazi Gestapo death troopers. Because I have a problem with cops that look like Nazi Gestapo death troopers. I think cops should look like cops. So all of New Jersey. What I'm saying is I like cops that look yeah. like cops. I don't think a cop should be wearing BDUs. Because your job is not, you're not a soldier. You're there to help me. Right. Right? I have a problem with cops. Now, it's okay if you have a SWAT team. That's great. That's a different You have thing. a SWAT team. But what happens is a lot of police departments now, you know, the dude who's out there on patrol writing some traffic tickets or whatever is wearing the full cargo pant BDUs and has got his trousers bloused, and he's looking extraordinarily tactical. Uh, the gear queers that I saw <laughs> when I went to <laughs> when I went to get my RV yeah. Yeah, salvage title yeah. inspection and everything, yeah. and they're back there, and he's got his rig and he's got his gun strapped to his thigh, yeah. and he's got and he f- pulls out his his vest and his carrier, and he's got this vi- Instead of saying police, it's got biohazard on the back. Right. And he's like showing his buddy, yeah. and they're just fucking and jerking what's he doing off. For all this fucking, he's inspecting. I'm like, really? You he's fucking He's <laughs> inspecting his RV to see if it can get a fucking title. Right. Because it went from being a salvage vehicle to not. He's never going to interact with an armed hostile. Well, because one time there was a guy carrying a plutonium base. And they had to apprehend him. It was it was in Afghanistan, but he's bringing that home with him. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my that point. guy got downgraded to yeah in, in, mm-hmm. inspecting. Right. So the guy who's inspecting VINs and looking at body work and making sure you're all for His all your piss. your turn signal works is wearing full goddamn you know like you said gear queer and and game on. But I have a problem with that. So if you ever do need to disable an armored vehicle, gear Camaro. Sorry, gear Camaro. Right, thank right, you. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> for the That's been a month or two or three since that came up. Yeah. But here's what I'm telling you guys. If you ever need to disable a military or paramilitary vehicle, mm-hmm. look for the fire suppression system. So most military vehicles in the United States within the past 35 years or so will have on the exterior of the vehicle, if not one, two safety handles. They exterior. will be red. Well, because if your shit's on fire, you want to be able to put it out. Yeah. Fast. Fast. So if you're on the inside and your shit's on fire, there are optical sensors that will see the fire, discharge the halon, and put the fire out. Mm-hmm. If you're on the outside and your shit's on fire, there's a couple of handles placed on these vehicles where you can pull the handles, and it will put out the fire in the crew area and maybe even in the, in the motor area, too. Mm. Here's one thing, a tip from your Uncle Phil. <laughs> That fire suppression system will shut that whole operation down in a hurry. Yeah. It takes the teeth right out of an armored vehicle. Huh. It turns it into more of a bunker 
than an armored vehicle. <laughs> It'll also make the inside of that vehicle inhospitable because Completely. it's... Halon. If you ever yeah. want to see what the in, the people yeah. on the inside look like, <laughs> pull, pull those handles. <laughs> because they're going to leave everything that's near and dear to them inside as they try to get out. Get out. So yeah. a little tip <laughs> from you guys, if you're ever being, you know, being leaned on by the man in his 13-ton armored personnel carrier, take a quick visual scan of the exterior of the vehicle. They're Look usually the about handles. chest high. <laughs> they're usually, you know, military's got some rules. They're usually about chest high. And, yeah, they're usually in the middle of the vehicle on one of the two sides. But if you ever see two handles and you need to shut a vehicle down real quick, don't go for your RPG, don't go for your Claymore Mine, don't go for your whatever improvised musician, you know, you know, don't need any of that. Just pull the handles. And if you trip while you're doing it, you can yeah. say it was a complete accident. Well, and, you know, and again, looking at it, hold myself up. I just, yeah. yeah. At the best, at the worst, you're guilty of, like, you know, pulling a handle. Right. <laughs> The driver's seat was kind of sucky. It was like, <laughs> like there's no like because you had to. It was like a bench seat that you had to crawl over yeah. to get into the driving position yeah. with no back no backrest. Yeah. So you just have to sit there yeah. and freaking drive the thing. Yeah, well, three, did, it, did it have three sets of foot pegs though? It did not have three <laughs> oh, sets yeah. of foot pegs. But the door had like the Delorean hatch that it folded down. Yeah. Yeah. So you That's crawled cool. up this, and then it folded back folded up. Back down on it. Yeah. Maybe there was a crew figured... space back behind a little mm-hmm. bit, but that, they weren't using that. There was a ladder and some shit back there. <laughs> Didn't have a bunch of those but it, you, there was actually in the center, <laughs> in the center of the hall, you could stand yeah. fully erect, and there was a turret with with windows around it, so yeah. you could actually, you know, you could stand. See, up the well, that's what it. I think the driver was expecting a guy to stand behind him fully erect. Yes, and exactly. then just right. hold it in place. The whole, <laughs> I'm not driving that far. <laughs> <man. laughs> like, that's why there's no seat backrest. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. There's, yeah, no there's no seat rest. There's no seat rest because you can stand fully erect, fully erect right behind him. That's but, it. You know, and that's the, a the deal with that was, you know, four batteries. Two or 24, you know, series. You had a 12-volt system, a 24-volt system. Yeah, yeah, and they were all on different things, and what yeah. was happening was the radios were cutting out, and because they were only at 10.7, so something, signals went something the wasn't getting charged, right? <laughs> signals going to the spotter. It was built by the Italians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something wasn't happening right. Built but by like, the French, went like hell in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> My boss wisely Never suggested that I pull once. the pin <laughs> and send that to Beam, which is they deal with the heavies. And oh, okay. Fire trucks and all the big right. stuff. Like, are the battery? Are the radios hooked up right? Yes. Get it out of here. I'm not getting the volt. Right. You get me 12 volts to this line, and we'll be and fine. we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bring it back when down somebody, the line. I suspect one of the four batteries was bad, or right. are they alternator or something? Yeah. Right. Nothing. The power didn't go up when you started the vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, a big deal. That's there. a that's a bad yeah. sign. Any in any system. Um, to that effect. Other day, I had a very strange situation with one of my Mitsubishi Pajeros. Do tell. The Mitsubishi Pajero, soon to be known as Sold. Nice. <gasps> I'm trying to sell my Figaro, trying to sell my Honda Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. I end up selling the only one that I'm goddamn driving. Because mm-hmm. it has four-wheel drive. It's four-wheel drive in the middle of winter, dumbass. Yeah. And that's oh, the one no. I sell. Okay, go figure. Uh, but anyway. Hey, how did gotta you get that money. Money, What's that? money. Did somebody see you on the road? No, I put it up on Facebook okay. Marketplace. You know, nice. Yeah. That's hot like, these days. Somebody was like, right hand drive, four wheel drive. You know, winter. Winter, yeah, exactly. Winning. So, yeah, but uh, so yeah, a local fellow's buying it that we know, and it's going, it's going to a good home. But so, yeah, I'm driving, and uh, I get this warning light on the dashboard automatic transmission temperature. And it's not real bright, it's just a very dim light. Very dim light. 
and everything else in the truck is working nominally. Okay. Keep driving. For the layperson, that means normally. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's just a fancier way to say it. So, like, kind of going down the road, and then all of a sudden, I notice that uh, these th this thing's got a, a button you can raise and lower the suspension, ride height adjustment. Yeah. The little ride height adjustment button is starting to do a little flicker doodle, too. And I haven't touched the button. I'm just going down the road. So, what I got is I got two separate electronic anomalies happening in the dashboard at the same time. Well, if you're driving a Tesla, that means you need $100,000 because you have to buy a new Tesla. But it turns out on a 26-year-old Mitsubishi... It's just salt water. <laughs> it could just be, yeah, welcome to Cleveland. Yeah. First time ever. Yeah. Welcome to your first winter, bitch. Yeah. So tip the iceberg right, right. there. That's exactly <laughs> it. You've had 26 years of operating in beautiful, salt-free Japan. Now you're welcome to cold and salty at the same time. Yeah. Go figure. You, in case Fukushima wasn't it's enough like, for you. It's like this, <laughs> and this, like... You can, <laughs> you can handle the radiation, <laughs> but now you're really getting fucked yeah, over. Right. So, yeah, I started noticing that, and then I uh, I pulled into my warehouse, had to turn the wipers on, and my wipers went... Mm. And I went... I don't remember this having vacuum wipers. <laughs> but you need to fill up the uh, air pressure in your spare tire. Something was... <laughs> Welcome to Volkswagen ownership. <laughs> I didn't have enough pressure in my air tire, my front, my spare tire. I couldn't clean my windshield. But what had happened is I was getting all of the early harbingers of a dying alternator. Yeah, harbingers. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, when you have all these symptoms... A lack of electricity in places where you used to have plenty of it. It's not chooching. It's not chooching, right? It's not chooching. Yeah. And so what what I had was I'm I'm like, okay, well I got a major problem. Before you replace an alternator in any vehicle in the world whatsoever, or if any vehicle you're ever driving is giving you any electrical problems whatsoever, disconnect the terminals from the battery and clean the shit out of everything. I mean so it's shiny. Clean all that lead, all those clamps that you know where lead goes to lead which is your battery terminals and the things that hook to them. Clean the shit out of all that stuff. I actually bought a can of the foamy stuff for neutralizing acid yep. and stuff, like cleaning your terminals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. The, the pink foamy stuff does work good, but you do have to get a metal. Yeah. Get a good so metal interface. Clean the battery leads? Metal. Yep. Clean the battery leads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. The leads? No, they're lead. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. I was led to believe they were lead. Right. Or lead. I was... I was led to believe the leads were led. I was led to believe the leads were led. Yeah, English. It's really easy. Okay, but yeah, wire brush everything. And what happened is when I took my multimeter to the terminals prior to doing anything, I was getting a dead stick. I was getting nothing. Zero volts. So I was getting absolutely nothing at the leads because the oxidation, which... At the terminals, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was getting I was getting nothing at all. Even though they looked clean, there was no corrosion, there was no like acid or mm. white stuff, powdery yeah. stuff on them. They looked good, but even with the electrodes jammed in, I couldn't get it. So you were thing. draining the battery, just, just I was pulling, 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 pulling battery. I was just pulling. I was making yeah. nothing. Pulled everything apart and hooked it, hooked the battery to a charger after I got those terminals done. Hooked it to a charger and then started cleaning all the connectors mm -hmm. and cleaned all the connectors off put it back together again and just the, the battery recovered as much as it needed to. One, lucky I made it home. 
yeah. right? Because I could have easily drained all the electrons out using mm -hmm. the headlights and the heater fan. So one, turn everything off. Mm -hmm. You know, turn everything off and aim for home. Yep. And then, you know, get those terminals cleaned as fast as you can. Uh, yeah, because it turns out my alternator was absolutely fine. Mm. So once I got all the terminals cleaned up and everything was good, the alternator was fine, the battery tested out great. It was just dirty terminals. So that's a maintenance item. Now, when I got the truck two years ago, I went through and I cleaned all those. So I cleaned the terminals. I cleaned the terminals, put everything back on. The battery tested out good, so I didn't buy a new battery back then. Anti-corrosion on it or no? I did. I put a little I put a little dielectric on it, right. but not enough. Clearly not enough yeah. for our safety. I have 50. I'm squirt the yes, shit. Just load it up, yeah. man. Yeah. And I have a tech tip. Yeah, fire away, man. So, if say you have a blown fuse. Well, you can read the fuse. And the fuse by reading it mm -hmm. will tell you one of two things, whether or not it was a ground fault short, okay, mm -hmm. or whether it was an overload. If it was a ground fault short, Ooh, tell me more. The fuse will explode and leave black marks. Right. So it'll be black, and there will uh, just be a piece of a burn. piece of it gone. It'll vaporize. Right. It'll vaporize. Yeah. If it's an overload, it will melt. Interesting. And you'll, and you'll see balls of, oh, wow. of, of blown fuse. And that works for a glass fuse or an AGM. <clears throat> Pretty right? much. So because you can you, see them. You know if it was a slow blow. Right. Where it was like just too much current on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, it just drooped and it melted. Yeah. That, wow. that was a that slow blow. That makes sense. 100% yeah, sense. Exactly. If it's a, if it's a yeah. short out, it'll just go black. It'll yeah. just snap. And it'll go black. That's really a good tip. That's, I mean, yeah, that's a fantastic tip. Never thought about that before. I mean, yeah, how many times sense. have you, like... guy I work with, you know, he's been mm -hmm. around for 30 years. He yeah. Told me, you could read the fuse. You look at the fuse, and if it's black and it's it burnt and it flashed... Sense. It makes perfect it sense. That means you had a ground fault and it just went... Yep. Wow. Wow. That's smart. The more you know. The more you know. And <laughs> now you know. And with that, anybody else got anything else? I have one question. Fire away. So, a little bit of a going back, whatever. So, you had all these Christmas sales, mm -hmm. and we talked about them right before you left for your super holiday mm -hmm. and stuff. Anything come back? Any, What's that? Any, anything, like any any regret on any of the Christmas sales and people that bought presents for them? No, everybody's been pretty cool. Like, we haven't anybody come like, my husband, uh, the, oh, yeah. the chick who bought the Ducati yeah. Monster 750 mm -hmm. for her husband, he called up here, and he was just Thrill. Awesome. Well, he came, awesome. came and, and he was just like, I, I can't, one, I can't That's believe cool. she bought me the bike. And mm -hmm. I mean, he's an architect. He could he could have mm -hmm. bought a new one. Right. They He opted to buy a 20-year-old Ducati Monster. But, well, she opted to buy Right. It. And so there was a real question because she was worried, like, that it wasn't fancy enough or it wasn't nice enough or new enough for him. But he was right on program. He's like, yeah, this is my first motorcycle. It's good that it's a, an older, worn-in butt. And he was right there, man. Nice. He really, really... Cool. Well, I was so happy that, that the, it worked out perfect. She bought him the perfect That's gift. It's a good-looking bike. I yeah. was in there the day that you sold that. I yeah, that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, you know, you got $3,000 tied up in a Ducati. Right. How yeah. bad can you go on a Dipping monster? Dipping your toe in the scooter water. Money. Uh, it is scooter money. Right. Yeah, right, and that's yeah. exactly right. So, cool. yeah, so that, like a lot of that stuff, it's really rewarding. Cool. Um, I've got a, uh, I got a, one of my customers we've sold a bunch of bikes to, is doing a really fun trip. He's going to start in Albuquerque, New Mexico in like mid-April. Mm -hmm. And he's going to, him and a bunch of his buddies are going to have bikes out there in Albuquerque. And then they're going to ride from Albuquerque to San Francisco over about 10 days. Make sure they don't make a wrong a turn. Wrong turn. <laughs> the, uh, right. Because, you know, that's what got yeah. bugs and all that trouble. So, but they're going to end up in, on about the 26th in San Francisco. Mm. 
So um, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to transport their bikes out there for them. So I'm going to drive from Cleveland to Albuquerque with their bikes, dump their bikes off in Albuquerque. Then I'm going to run up to uh, Vancouver, <laughs> just around the corner, and I'm going to pick up those escargots I yeah. bought <clears throat> and drag those back on trailers. They came in the West Coast. What's that? They came in through the yeah, West Coast. Yeah, they yeah. came in. Well, no, they were already here. They've been they've been here for like Vancouver. 20 years. Yeah, they've been oh, here for 10 years. So not through, they're Canadian. Canada, not through the other thing. Right. No. Yeah, different. these are escargots that are Japanese domestic peoples, but I happen to buy them already here. Okay. They've been here for like 10 years. Anyhow, going to go up there and grab those two and then go down to San Francisco, pick up the bikes in San Francisco, and then drag the bikes back <laughs> to Cleveland with the escargots. Can you pick me up a there. box of rice roni? I can it's the San Francisco tree. Wait, was that the uh, yeah. was that the thing that uh, Renee was yeah. talking about? Okay, so the, yeah, yeah. So Renee's going to be my wingman. She's going <laughs> to nice. once we once we split off. So the thing though is when we get to New, when we get to Albuquerque, mm-hmm. I got to buy a vehicle. I got to buy a truck before we get to Vancouver. To Vancouver, yeah. Because there's two escargots that need dragged back. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you can't drag two escargots behind one F-150. Oh, there's a lot of variables in this. Oh, there's a lot of variables. <laughs> this is exactly my kind of adventure. Yeah, yeah, right. This is yeah. a mission. I like the don't, maximum number don't of... Don't you tempt me. Don't, <laughs> you, don't challenge don't me. Because I think when this something. guy started talking, Renee went, he just he doesn't realize, he just totally set the hook in Phil's mouth. <laughs> and if he, if he plays this game right... He's going to get some a hell of a deal on shipping, yeah. Because Phil's going to be into the whole adventure of the idea. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it, dude. Yeah. I was like, huh. Is there I, any way you could swing through Vegas at the end of March? No, this is drop, drop my bikes off. Well, that's, 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 that's why that's Renee she was asking. asking yeah. When you sat down, Renee was like, "When do you need to have your bikes in Vegas?" Because okay. like, if it would have been like the bikes need to be in Vegas on April 10th, yeah, okay. yeah. Renee was like. I can I can turn this into two weeks off of work yeah. on Phil's dime. Yeah, yeah. no. Because when you roll, when you travel with me, you travel at a certain level. Yeah, we don't do. stay in the nicest hotels, but we do eat and drink really well. Right. Uh-huh. You know? My boss just asked me if I would go to Vegas in March. Yes. I'm yeah. like, no, no, I would never. <laughs> Twist do that. my freaking. <laughs> no, I yeah. wouldn't do that. Same hotel, same rooftop pool. I'll put up the 115 degree heat. Yeah. yeah. It was it was cr- it was excruciating. Let me tell you, one twelve. It was one twelve. In March, it was one hundred and twelve degrees. Yeah, it was one hundred and twelve degrees. Really? It was so hot on his rooftop pool that they had indoor outdoor carpeting, like blue indoor outdoor carpeting covering the whole rooftop, and there was a, a shaded area for like the lawn chairs for the people who didn't want to burst into flames in one second. <laughs> yeah. But when you walked on the indoor Carpet. outdoor carpeting. With your bare feet, you couldn't. Like it was like hotter than the fucking sun. You yeah. think the sand is hot? Oh my god, it was amazingly hot. So you're like you're trying that was to go unusual to... though, right? That's not that's not typical. Not on 112. It was really yeah. hot. Okay. For March, it was crazy hot. Okay. But and it's hot. Yeah, we took full advantage of crashing John's work party. <laughs> it was weird though, but you wouldn't sweat one drop. No, you just don't. Not yeah. even. It's not one the drop. heat. It's the humidity. It's not the humidity. <laughs> it's not the humidity either. Yeah. It's just fucking hot. It's the but fucking yeah. sun. It's the fucking sun. It was really yeah. fucking hot. And it, but it, we were thrilled because it miser- the weather here in Cleveland was bad. Yeah. And Renee and I are taking off on a plane for no better reason than to go play pinball. Dude, I vaguely like, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna invade John's work trip, but we're gonna play a whole lot of pinball. Mm. And it was good. Yeah. I strongly recommend it. It's the that's best fun. reason to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all we mm. got. Ride fast and take chances. I can't 
can't press the fucking button. Oh, my glasses. 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 Oh, my glasses.